This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Yeah. Uh, Dudes is back. They back. Coop is back. Uh, yeah, why that nigga hove think he bossy out? Man, I really it's getting want, weird now. I really like, want him to chill. It's getting concerning a little bit. <laughs> like, nigga. my nigga, relax. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. I know you put a lot of niggas on and shit, but all right. All right. It's getting kind of close uh, to where it's like bordering obsession, nigga. Did you ever hear Basquiat Yeah, I did. That was actually my favorite artist well before Hope. But so ironically, I haven't grown my hair out like the nigga. You know what I'm saying? And I already knew him. I was already inspired, and I haven't done it. Yeah, I'm like, all right. I don't, I don't know what JB want, dog. Um, well, you know, you always like taking nigga style. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> niggas have never got an answer why your name is Jay Z. Oh man, like, man. why is your name Jay Z? There's no way to answer it without saying jazz up. <laughs> like, you can't get around jazz, nigga. Like, where did it come from, my nigga? Like, dog, Hawaiian Sophie. They man. said, then somebody said it was a play on jazzy. But your man's name is still Jazz. Still Jazz O, man. Like, that's not even, like, I want somebody, that's a basic-ass question that no one's ever answered. Mm -mm. Where'd you get your rap name from? Man, rap name from Jazz. Uh, Style from, like, mad niggas. Jazz, big, (laughs) young Chris. Um... Uh, nah, <laughs> you bit on my dignity. You love my style. Oh uh, man, still one of my favorite intros of all time. Um, hold up, no, no. Who else? It was another nigga. Uh, oh my god, dog. Sauce money. Sauce money. That's who <laughs> I was thinking saying? of, dog. Sauce money. Oh, thought I was Chinese the way you ducked sauce, nigga. Why he get at you? <sighs> he shouldn't have put that on Jay shit, dog. Sauce. All right. I love Hov. <laughs> But it's some questionable shit going on, dog. It's actually a lot of niggas. Look, Hove, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Diddy. Man, did you see that shit, Artem McGor? Oh, he was going in on Cube. So I knew some of it, like with uh, the minister and Common and all that. But Yo, uh, Khaled Muhammad is like top three greatest people of all time. <laughs> yeah, dog. He was like, on Cube ass in that little sermon too, dog. Like, y'all know I got... Uh, I got high reverence for um, for uh, Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's shortly behind this Khaled Muhammad dog. He was he was spitting all bars, man. Khaled, As usual, though. Khaled is such a. You so funny to see Khaled's son out here. Mm-hmm. Doing his thing though. Yeah, y'all post him. <laughs> he like, a lot of them don't know it. <laughs> he like uh, <laughs> what's my, he, he like nigga Justin LaBoy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Muslim Justin, a softer. <laughs> uh, oh Justin. man! All right, let's get into some fucking music, man. Yo, Mo B, man, drop that shit. You know what time? Yeah, I know what time. Grab one by the hand, you know what I'm saying? And the throw up that. Yo, 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 throw your fingers up. Dub style, man. Dub style, you know. Tell me, baby, are you lonely? Don't want to rush out. Can help you if you own it. Let me touch it for wrong, love. Tell me. Cause I get caught up in the life I live as hell. See, I never thought I'd see the day when I would calm down. You ain't heard I've been on the clown and get around. That's my word. See, you walking and you're looking good. Yes, indeed. Got a body like a sex fiend. 
You're killing me with your attitude to match mine Don't be phony cause I hate it when you act like You don't know me, I've been stressing in the spotlight I want the fame but the industry's a lot like A crap game, ain't no time for commitment I gotta go, can't be with you every minute It's another show, and even though I'm known for my one night stand Look here, I wanna be an honest man, but temptation's gone I just forgot we was recording for a minute. I was about to keep rocking. <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah. Um, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode one seventy six of this week in culture. I am your host, Ant Wood, aka Trinidad, and aka one half of the culture. And I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? Your man, Jay Johnson, one half of the culture. Uh. One quarter or the slaughter. <laughs> I don't know yet, though. <laughs> but y'all don't know that yet, though. And this week in culture, we bring to you a throwback review of Poetic Justice. John Singleton's 1992 film, Poetic Justice. We're going to get into all of that. Or 93, pardon me. He finished filming it in 91, came out in 93. But we're going to get into all that. We're going to go back. We're going to talk some historical shit. Y'all know how we do on the throwback reviews. Uh, But first, I want to thank all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody who rocks with us. Follow us on This Week in Culture on all the socials. And um, a lot of y'all missed out on a prize, man. I'm going to tell them up front right at the top of the pod. I posted yesterday, sent in a BlackBerry letter, Mm -hmm. got something for you. I got Candyman passes tomorrow. Tuesday for Detroit-based residents. I did get a text from a BlackBerry letter, but unfortunately, she not Detroit-based. So I'm probably going to see Candyman tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to give y'all niggas the passes, but I'm going to go see it so when y'all rush to theater Friday, I can be at home chilling, man. Did uh, Candyman lose his luster? Yes. 100%. I it was coming out. 100%. Um, I, we talked about it all throughout COVID last year. I think theaters missed a really big opportunity to just say fuck. Marvel films, I get. Maybe you want to wait and see like what's happening before you decide how you release them. Oh, Marvel got they, they got Disney Plus. They have a yeah, built in. They're gonna make their money, but yeah. before all of that like really hit last year, and y'all ain't know, it was some movies that could have came to stream. Dog, Candyman was one of them, nigga. Like this was never gonna be a three hundred million dollar movie. If they would have put the budget that they would do around marketing the movie, just about. Watch it online. Mm-hmm. Watch it on Candyman.com yeah. or some shit. And we was um. So it's funny. Me and Shorty was actually having this conversation the other day. Cause I have this shit often. Um, I think theaters really missed out on an opportunity too. Like, okay, we're not only gonna make this shit streamable, but yeah. for us to make sure we recoup, let's up the price to the price of two tickets. So about twenty five instead of nineteen ninety nine. Let's maybe up it to twenty five. I think twenty dollars is a sweet spot. It is, but niggas wasn't really doing it. So here's why I say up it. Because you up it, but then provide something. Have like a Candyman.com where you can go in there and do some interactive shit. Have it where, A, we got to $20, but if you pay I low 35 think, you get a shirt or a mug or something. like. I low-key think $17.99 is the spot. Could because be. Like, I think it's some niggas that are not paying, myself included. Some mm-hmm. shit I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm not paying $20. Knowing damn well, damn sure if I would have went to the movies, I would have spent more than that. More than that, yeah. But when you at home and you may be by yourself, it's like, yeah. I'm not spending $20. Like, seven, I, I don't know why. So do some, and, and that's why I'm saying they should have figured out a way. Yo, pay the $20 and then the next time you go to the theater, here go 15% off your concession. Something, like figure out a way to draw niggas in 
from the crib, but release your product, dog. Because you ain't make no sell dollars. It. Fuck it. Sell it to Amazon. Sell it to Netflix. Netflix. Nigga, Issa did that shit immediately at the top of COVID. Sold her movie to Netflix. And you know what? It worked out. Because that movie wasn't that good. And I don't think it would have performed in the... Which one was the... Uh, Lovebirds. Yeah, the fake... Uh, yeah, yeah. Fake uh, Funny Queen and Slim. Yeah, I never watched it. It was not that good. It was okay at best. You would turn it on. But had that come out to theaters and like gotten the reviews that I think niggas would have gave it out Side the crib, it felt very Netflix-ish. Yeah. I'll say that. Netflix felt appropriate. But to your question, man, I think Candyman, bro, look at it. Candyman was supposed to drop. <laughs> Where's the advertising? June of last year, then July, then September, then October, then they pushed it to August 27, 20, 2021. Man, I ain't seen a commercial. I ain't seen an internet ad. I ain't seen a. a I saw a commercial Instagram. last night um, on ESPN, or no, I'm sorry, on USA. When I was looking at SVU, I saw a Candyman commercial, and it was the first time I've seen one since last year. When you remember when the little internet thing came out with the little figure shadows or whatever, yeah. that whole cartoon shit um, or animated shit, that was the first thing I saw last night since last summer, dog. I think they lost a lot of luster, bro. And I don't know how well movies are performing when they go to theaters only. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> why would y'all not make this streamable for niggas who don't want to go to the theater? I don't get that frame of mind. Like, bro. Everybody ain't comfortable getting up and going to the fucking movies, dog. And sometimes my TV going to give me a better experience. Facts. And I can eat what I want. I can drink what I want. Now bring me some of the wings out the back. Like, Boy, you know how much wings is at the theater? Nigga, nigga eating lasagna and watching a movie, my nigga. Fam, like, if the movie sold lasagna, you down 40. <laughs> off one plate, nigga. Hey, they 40 for chicken fingers. <laughs> Facts, nigga. And and you ain't up 50. Now, remember the first time you went to the movies and they had like food, food, and you was oh like. Oh, my God, bro. Yo, 27. I was already a nacho eating nigga. Like, I always oh order God. nachos at the theater. No matter what. When they put fucking chicken fingers and, and pizza slices in them bitches, the pretzels with the cheese. Oh, my God. First time it catch you on guard because you just order what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yo, 47, 82. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Dog, but once you. You know, like, all right, I need a clean hundo just to go. Oh, and don't have your girl. Yeah, that's what I was. I mean, if you had your girl, you might as well just, Man, I you know. slid to the, uh, so when I was working Midnights and shit, uh -huh. I went and seen uh, one of them Infinity Wars okay. uh, by myself at like 9.30 in the morning. Man, I spent like $40. I'm like, yeah. God damn. <laughs> I'm like, it's a matinee. My dumb ass. It's a morning day. Shit. <laughs> I saw a fade to black at like 10 a.m. and spent like $70 at the I'm theater. Like, no, what the fuck? At Fairlane. I'm like, all this food and shit. Nigga. That was the first time I went to a movie by myself and shit. Oh, shit. I'm like, yo, oh, I thought you waited this shit too late. Was, I thought this shit was going to be cheaper than this. No, it's not. <laughs> Movies by yourself still ain't a cheap date. Don't get it twisted. Apparently, I'm not a cheap date. Hey, man, um, real quick, this came across my phone a moment ago, right as I was pulling in. I was going to open up and start with the crates, but we got more serious shit to talk about, man. For you single niggas who like cougars, Sonya Curry is about to be back on the market. She just filed for divorce from Dell. Steph Curry mama. Oh, okay. She just filed for divorce after 33 years from Dale Curry. Yo, what do y'all, what, what do niggas be? Fam, after 33 years, I'm not divorcing you, dog. <laughs> like, like, we can figure it out, bro. Like, 33? 33. What did that nigga Dale do yesterday that she filed first thing Monday morning, dog? Like, y'all go y'all separate. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows, man, what's going they on? They got enough money to get another like. crib and keep married, but I just don't get the splitting of assets after 33 years. Y'all have raised the most successful children group in the world, nigga. 
Like, your daughter, I think what she played volleyball, she a killer. Seth then fucked around and turned into a straight little uh, little role player. We already know what Steph do. Why are we getting divorced? <laughs> and this is coming from a non-married love nigga. And basketball and shit. Love and basketball. <laughs> My God, that nigga the, Dale said, I'm tired of keeping your fine ass in Gucci and go. The Allstate nigga was like, I'm out. <laughs> What's that yeah. nigga name? Fake Denzel. Fake Denzel, nigga. She hit the shit out of him with that bracelet, too. Oh, we did review Love and Basketball. Yeah, that's when I told y'all. Uh, it was a movie about a lesbian trying not to come out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Um, but yeah, if you want to go holler at Sonya Curry, uh, her Instagrams are open. That's all I'm saying. The bar is really <laughs> Okay. Yo, I mean, her son better. <laughs> like, nigga, like, the bar is super high. I'm just going to. I'm just gonna pack it up. She I'm gonna, gonna tell you you don't deserve to be my son. <laughs> oh shit! How you don't deserve to be her side? My Christmas gift is what you made last year. <laughs> man, man, my Christmas gifts ain't getting given out, nigga. I'm not giving Sonya shit. Oh man. Um, yo, you know what I'm watching on Netflix? That's actually I started it last night, but I fell asleep by the third act. Uh. Or the third performance, the Plastic Cup Boys got a stand-up special on Netflix. Yeah, I started watching it. Yeah, bro. I was actually entertained for about thirty-five minutes, and I passed yeah. out, bro. Yo, yo, Spank and um and uh, yeah, my man, <laughs> Naeem, Naeem, No, them niggas are really funny. Yeah, dog. for sure, for sure. Like Naeem been funny. Yeah. I didn't know Spank was funny till later on, but yeah, Naeem like, been funny as funny. hell, dog. Um, yeah, I started that last night. It's on Netflix. Also coming up. On Hulu, August 27th, so what's that, Friday? Vacation Friends, starring Lil Rel and Yvonne Orgy. Yeah. That'll be on Hulu. Um, Also got, what's the wrestler nigga, John Cena in it. Should be a good movie. Wonder which, uh, is he going to wear the Jordan 34s? <laughs> like, wh- which pair of uh, Mexican Jordans is he going to uh, Yeah, that was last night. He got his ass whooped. I wonder which pair of Mexican Jordans he's going to wear. He about to get you niggas some ones, that's for sure, with the roll down sock. Yo, man, I'm so happy. What's that? So it's a a bittersweet moment. Okay. But we all are we are actually approaching the fall. Yes. Which means television is actually about to get lit again. It's about to come on, man. They, uh, they going through pilots. Uh, the morning show was back on September 17th mm-hmm. for season two. Uh, that was the, uh, the Apple drama. Yeah, that, we, that me and Jay told y'all about was fire last year. I watched the trailer this morning or oh, this afternoon. I'm interested. Dog, uh, one C of the best series finales back. I've ever seen in my life, by the way. Word. Like, that shit was really fire. Um, C on that for uh, Apple. Yeah. Apple TV. Uh, Issa back in October. Yeah. No, was that um, September? No, no, no. October. 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 They didn't give a date. They just said October. Insecure. Back for the final season. Damn. That shit made me sad, bro. So, what you watching first? Nigga. BMF or 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 so look, Insecure. We, we get BMF. Let's say Insecure comes out the first weekend in October. We get BMF about three weeks ahead of that. BMF. Or no, that's September twenty six. So that's okay. We may get two weeks of BMF. Before Insecure drops. It looked like we back in the studio on our old school shit, nigga. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Three Pods a week looked like we yeah. might be back, Because I'm not double potting that. No, shit. no, no. I'm giving everything its own fucking due. Issa, I mean. Insecure uh, deserves Insecure is going to be dropping the next day and, yeah. you know, power and, get with. Yeah. Like power. power or in, uh, BMF, BMF. BMF. Yeah, BMF we going. That's coming out on Sundays. We already know that. We going to do what we do. Um, shit, low key. 
We'll talk about it. I got an idea. Um, Cause yeah, insecure is gonna get what insecure need. Uh, we we not doubling that up. Never happening, bro. Final season, we in our bag, nigga. Yeah. Man, I missed this show, man. Dog, you know what? At first, I was irritated. Literally up until today, when they announced it, I was annoyed. So I'm like, where the fuck is insecure, dog? And then I thought about it. Like, I'm glad it's coming in October. Cause nigga, take me through the end of the year, bro. Yeah. What if like, it was like, if it was on right now? Uh, well, technically, we'd be thriving because it ain't really shit popping. <laughs> it ain't. And Insecure has normally been a summer show. But I feel like after last season, fall vibes, nigga. I feel like they didn't know what this Power Cannon shit was going to do. So they kind of like wait. Yeah, yeah. And it probably ain't doing that great, man. Um, I don't know numbers-wise what Cannon doing, but just looking at comments and shit. Like, a lot of people ain't watched it yet. A lot of people ain't watched it. A lot of people have watched it and said this shit don't make sense. Like, or they not doing nothing. Like, what's the it's point like, of the yeah, show, yeah, bro? Like, I don't, where is it? Where like, is it going? And that's the thing. We know where Kanan life went. Do we care about where any of that other shit is going? Oh, by the way, for y'all uh, who didn't catch it, Power ain't come on this week. Wasn't no Kanan. Why the fuck would they take a break right now? Like, what was the, it ain't Labor Day. It ain't nothing. Like, all that shit is coming what, what up. What episode was this? This would have been six. So they got 10 episodes then? I'm thinking they got eight. Because they would have do it in mid, though. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do... Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe only they got better 10 have ten because if they come back and only got three more, y'all just wasted a week. Like, why would y'all do that? Y'all like, killed y'all momentum. There, there haven't, there has not been a reoccurring theme through any of these. No, dog. The only reoccurring shit is her singing. That's it. There's nothing else. Jukebox singing, dog. Um, but yeah, insecure. I'm sad. Oh, we got a. Uh, it's another movie that might. Hold on, let me count because it's coming to Netflix. When is the 25th? Is that tomorrow? Or no, that's Wednesday. Yeah. All right, hang on. Let me get the name of it so I don't fuck it up. It is called, where is this shit at? Really Love. Really Love. Starring. Like really apostrophe. Yeah. Re, no. I mean, comma, love. Yeah. Like, yep. Really Love. Really, really Love. Nigga. Yeah. And it's a movie. It's black as shit. It's starring Michael Ely, Blair Underwood. Who EQ? <laughs> Facts. Um, Mac Wilds are being it. Naturi Naughton. Susan Douglas, or Suzanne Douglas, pardon me, Kofi Sirabo, and then a whole bunch of other motherfuckers who face you know, but it looked like it might be some, dog. It's on some black love shit, so it's in our bag, and it comes on Wednesday, so shit, maybe we get these niggas some extra, if it's good. Man, I can't wait to uh, the joint with uh, Regina King and Lakeith and Idris. Oh, yeah, the uh, cowboy joint. Yeah. It, when is that supposed to drop? Why have I thought that came out like nine different times, dog? Um, I just seen the trailer for it um, about a week or so ago. Uh, I think it's coming like in the next month or two. Okay. Because I, I swore that had come out already, and then every time I look for the it, harder they it fall. Happened. Harder they fall. Yeah, that's going to be solid, bro. That has some really strong actors in it, dog. Like, credible, bro. Hey, I saw this online. I wanted to ask you, nigga, because I have my own thoughts. Best iconic musician, or I'm sorry, best iconic portrayal. Angela Bassett as Tina Turner. Jamie Foxx as Ray. J-Lo as Selena or Denzel as Malcolm. Which one would you say is the best? Um, I know what the, the easiest ones to go to. I wasn't a Selena fan, so like that wasn't a part of my lexicon. Mm-hmm. But from everybody I heard, is that she killed that shit. Yeah. So when no I pun saw intended. that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, poor, cho- <laughs> poor choice of words. I'm sorry. 
No, give it a shot. <laughs> that was not even. Give it a shot. <laughs> That wasn't even me being an asshole. That was really just a poor choice of words. I'm sorry. Dog. No, that was me being an asshole. Uh, <laughs> yo, man, this week in culture, episode 176. Um, I never saw Selena. Never saw it. I have tried to watch Selena no less than maybe 20 times. Every time it's on TBS, I try to watch it. I don't get past the first commercial break. And it has nothing to do with the movie being bad. I just cut it off and forget it's on. I'm with you. I don't know Selena's music like that. Rest in peace to her. I know the story, so it just never feels like something I'm locked into. But when I mentioned that yesterday, Shorty told me that we have to watch it because that's her shit. So now I'm about to be forced into watching fucking Selena. Hey, cameras. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> we got to have a conversation about telling people what they have to do. Uh, um, but would, no, I'm, I, would, I went Angela on that one. I went Angela as Tina Turner on that one, dog. I would, I'm thinking I'm going Jamie, though. And the, because... Like, if we, if, all right, I want to speak for everybody. Okay. But if we keep it 100, we like what's love got to do with it because of Ike. I mean. Like, and not necessarily. But I'm going performance, though. She killed. Yeah. She killed. And we can say that this time and not be <laughs> not be wild. Yeah, but, like, I, oh, I don't want to say this shit. <laughs> See, I, here's why I say Angela over Denzel and Ray, or uh, Denzel and Jamie. I didn't think Ray was that good of a movie. Jamie killed. He he knocked that performance out the box. I didn't necessarily like. So the you're movie. saying who who has the best movie or who did the or no, best best performance? Like he kills as I think he Ray, but like, I wasn't into it as much as I felt like I would have been if it was a better movie. Like I, it just didn't grab me the way I know it grabbed he, folks. He, he body race up um, to and the then mannerisms. Denzel, I just kind of feel like was easy to say. Like it's easy to be like, yo, Denzel had the best performance in that. We've seen other better Malcolms. We've seen better Denzels. Yeah. And that's when you add both of them up, it's like, all right, this is really only between these two for me because I don't have nothing uh, to get a J-Lo. But I think for that to be one of J-Lo's earliest performances and probably widely considered her best, it's kind of dope, dog. J-Lo rich as fuck. She has a lot of fucking money, and I don't did, know why. Did, did, did Bassett get an Oscar? No, they were nominated. Her and Ike both got nominated and lost. To what, I wonder? I think... Or no, Scent of a Woman was what Denzel lost to. Whew, that was my shit, dog. Al Pacino, yeah, That yeah, fucking monologue with him and what, Chris O'Donnell yep, or whatever? Yep, Scent yeah. of a Woman. Nah, man. Al, yo, Al and Chris got busy. I wasn't even mad. Yo, Al was in his acting bag. Yeah. That's why I hate when he does bullshit. Because it's like, nigga, don't ever forget, you're one of the goats, nigga. Yeah. Like, I can see why nigga be like, no, nigga, fuck your cinema. Oh, nigga, Son of a Woman was fucking Yeah, big. no, that was an amazing movie. Nigga. Like, <laughs> like, yo, and that's one of the ones, as I got older, uh, right. that was probably a better movie than X. Yeah. Shout out to Spike, nigga, but Son of a Woman was fire. Um, content, impact, all that shit. Yeah. Malcolm X, 100%. Yeah. But, like, but a, hey, nigga, <laughs> if I got to turn one on on a light Sunday, nigga, I might cut on Son of a Woman, dog. I'm going with X. Because... Um, <laughs> Well, it's you, nigga. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, shit. Happy birthday, Kobe Bryant. Um, also, real quick, did you see that video of Chadwick Boseman's wife singing? Like, she, like, I don't know what show this was or, like, what, like, ceremony or performance, but she came out and sang, like, a dedication to him, like, no. live in front of people. Instant crying, dog. Yo. That shit was sad as hell. I've been watching Marvel What If? Okay. How is that, by the way? It's good. I'm hearing great things, dog. So this week is what if T'Challa was Star-Lord. Mm. And I, 
I'm like, yo, they got a really good nigga to do T'Challa's voice. Okay. It's fucking Chadwick. He did this shit a while ago. My nigga. Like, I'm think, I'm like, yo, this nigga, he, he really, bodying the Chadwick. I'm like, well, shit, if they gonna body this shit, just go get the real. <laughs> yo, just keep keep his mask on in the next uh, Black Panther movie. And, you know. <laughs> you know, they, uh, they've officially committed to the comic version having a sister replace him. I just don't understand why they ruining this shit right, right now. Because I didn't necessarily think, I knew they were gonna go that direction anyway, but, but like, I didn't think they were going that direction this early. Like, it kind of feels like It's too soon. We all knew that his death forced y'all to pivot. Yeah. Just recast the role. Recast it and continue with the story you was ready to tell. Yeah. That's what I, because again, the same way with Lena and the Shy, I don't want you to take someone not being a part of this no more and your whole idea that you originally had now goes gonna, left. Because how we never saw Brandon's body, we just was at a funeral. Like, how exactly. you going to do that for, for Chad, though? Yeah, like, how are we going to now explain that, okay, all of a sudden T'Challa just ain't in, the, in Wakanda no more? If you if you ever watched a Marvel movie, you know that Chadwick Boseman passed away. So seeing somebody else is not going to be like, who is this guy? You yeah. know what time it is. Yeah, like, we, you literally know what time it is, bro. <laughs> like, it's nothing to tell. I don't try to sacrifice the story. Because this story, so how Marvel is... Every one of their their movies are connected to each other, mm -hmm. so it don't just change the Black Panther franchise; it changes the whole yeah. multiverse. Yeah, and it's like thinking of the multiverse, knowing what it's Marvel. Y'all have planned this shit out twenty years ago. So even if y'all plan to get to what his sister does in a comic, so let's just say Chad will. When was y'all gonna get to it? What What if Chad will say, "Man, fuck this shit! I don't want to do it no more," and just quit? Y'all was going to recast him. Nigga, fam, what if Chadwick doesn't die? Boom. And was still a part of this. Y'all would have continued with the story you was telling, dog. And now, again, I'm hopeful that they create a story because it ain't got shit to do with his sister planet. It's just like, I noticed what, so what y'all was down. doing. In the, in the coming book yeah, story. That's so that happens a while away from the story that we got. So, like. And y'all can't kill a nigga off screen. Like. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I'm wondering, too, are they going to kill him off or are they going to, like. Yeah, Say, I like, think the 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 it's like a Aquaman type villain that's probably gonna be the bad guy in this mm -hmm, one, mm -hmm. and like, like I don't know how they're gonna do it. So I mean, I, I give them I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, because it's Marvel. It's Marvel nigga. We know what what we should be expecting, but it's just it's wild. Just recast the role, man. I thought that was a pretty simple solution to give another actor the chance to come in and do his thing. And I mean, if you're looking at the grand scheme of Marvel, nigga, y'all have recast the Hulk four times y'all recast spider-man uh, nigga spider-man five times nigga doesn't Fucking recast spider-man in the what don cheeto was terrence howard when this shit started nigga. they ain't say nothing nothing we ain't even we just walk right smooth through that, that. was like, like one it was like one subtle little <laughs> yeah and then it was like all right that's it y'all don't say shit about spider-man y'all don't say shit about the hulk eric bana uh fucking american history x nigga all them niggas was the hulk and y'all just walk smooth past him, no problem. My nigga, um, y'all had um, Thanos play two different people. Facts, facts. <laughs> he is um, Cable. Yep. And yep. he's uh, and Kane. Yeah. I mean Kane. Uh, Thanos. <laughs> Kane. Kane. <laughs> you care whether you live or die? I don't know. Yo, this uh, what if was cool because Thanos is in it. 
Oh shit, dope! I didn't realize everybody's that. in it, and everybody had their actual voice is there. So and the I, cartoons look like each other. That's on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. So I forget that Disney Plus is available on my TV, mm. and I hardly watch it because I hate watching shit from my phone, laptop, or iPad, or MacBook or iPad. Um, and then every time somebody says something about a Disney Plus joint, I'll be like, oh, shit, I need to. Yeah, the first one was, uh, what if uh, Miss Carter was the Captain America? Beyonce? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let me see. What else is going on? Oh, let's talk about the crates, dog. Because this shit, I don't know. Where do stuff come from that just take over? The world, like, how do it start, bro? Man, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I, I think I know the first video of the niggas that was in the, okay. in the hood doing. Yeah, it. I think I'm pretty familiar with what the first group was too. Yeah, yeah. and it's wild that they started this shit. It, yeah, it, it, dead so in the hood. Where y'all get fifty crates from? Well, my 49, nigga. But where y'all nigga. get fifty crates from? My nigga. What That's, is the crate boom, dog? I I just don't know. How did y'all all get fifty crates? I haven't seen a crate and I don't know how long. <laughs> My homeboy posted on Instagram in his story. He was like, he went to Kroger to ask for some crates and they told him get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I see somebody post a picture of crates with like ninety nine cent or some shit. I'm like, but where do you buy a crate? And it it looked like a Kroger. I've never bought a crate, bro. Like go on Amazon, see what these fucking crates hidden for. I, but like, Let even me that, give me some crate stock. Niggas well, maybe ain't it's too even, late for the crate oh, boom. Yeah. Who was the fucking crate uh, manufacturer, dog? We should have been one. Like, where did this, or not where did it come from, but how did this just blow up, bro? I don't, Twitter is what's really what happened is Twitter, dog. I don't get, like, some shit goes viral that I just do not understand, and this is one of the movements, dog. Nigga, please. Fucking crate, $42. For how many? Not oh, per this crate. A, this is a 24-quart milk crate. Oh, this is a three-pack. Right. But still 42 for the three? <laughs> yeah. And we need it's at least fucking what? 49. It's 49 crates, here. dog. Because so it's that one, bottom row, that two, second row. Yeah, three, nah, dog. four, all the way up yeah. to seven, and then all the yeah. way down. It's 49 fucking crates. No, dog. We're not spending. So, and niggas are not spending that much on no crates. I've never seen that many people come together. Y- y'all like <laughs> nonviolently, like. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, so y'all got the whole hood to donate their crates? Because no one has Where did y'all crates. go get them? Like, even if the whole hood donated them, why did niggas in the hood just have them readily available? Because that was my question when, when we saw the first video, or what we think is the first video. How did y'all turn it around and by day two, everybody, everybody had, crates. had the crates? I ain't seen a crate, nigga. Nigga, not once. And I'm like, somebody hit me the other day, uh, one of the homies in California, he was like, is that shit only happening in Detroit? I feel like every video I keep seeing from the D. I'm like, no, nigga, I can't. No, some of these these places are so ambiguous. I'd be like, yo, where is this at? Oh, you couldn't tell me them niggas wasn't at Rouge the other day. I seen a video. But then at I seen some of them like, yo, this woman has a hard Baltimore accent. Yeah, right? yeah, so yep. we know I know this. exactly which one. Yeah, and then then you know we our neighborhoods look a certain way, but then like I'm like, nah, that's not a street sign I ever seen. It's some parks that look very. Detroitish. Now they were definitely over on uh on the east side where they be doing that on uh Cooper yeah. Street. Yep. Yep. Uh, set one up. It just it, it's thrown me off how quickly this went viral. But it's also thrown me off how stupid this shit is. It's it's thrown me off because we already outside though. Because before, like y'all was inside. So Yeah. But we yeah. outside. You know what's wild too, cause this ain't like to your point, if they did this last summer cause nothing was open. Would have totally understood, nigga. Crates with the mask on might have been super viral. But nigga, like, go to the 
restaurant. Go to the bar. <laughs> like, go to the store. What are y'all doing, dog? And, and then it's not like... Y'all still won't have this spelling bee, though. <laughs> oh, they will not come to the Ann and Jay uh, 2021 spelling bee, niggas. I promise. Challenge. What the fuck? Okay. So I was having this convo a long time ago with some friends who have children. And I'm like, dog, y'all kids don't go outside no more. Last summer... I thought that maybe more kids would go outside because it wasn't shit to do, but, you know, niggas were sick, so I wasn't mad at parents keeping them in the house. Now, the crate shit, it ain't like this is kids. These is grown-ups out there. They're saying these ain't kids figuring out something to do because they bored in the house. You seen Boosie, son? Fam. <laughs> Fam. Side note, did you see Boosie on The Breakfast Club this morning? I listened to about half that interview. It was actually pretty good, too. I, uh, I don't think they... The outcome that they had in their head when they had this interview... Is you know, not what, what happened. They, what they wanted. Mm-mm. What you think they wanted from that? It, it seemed like a fifty-five minute. Uh, I'm gonna bring you into the principal office and tell <laughs> you <laughs> to change your belief system or whatever. And he was kind of just double down, like, "Look, mm-hmm. you can believe what you want to believe. I can and believe I mean, what I want to, yeah. and I have the right to do that. Yeah. Like, I have the right to 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 raise my children in this, and I have the exactly right to, say, I this to. And yep. say that. And like, I get what both of them saying, but like, my nigga. It's 55 minutes of y'all, and y'all yeah. kept saying, so So you don't hate people. What are you talking like, Yeah. Huh? And here's the thing, man. With all the, like, interviews Boosie has done since he got out and all, like, antics and all that shit, I've never looked at any of the shit he said or done and been like, he means that, like, maliciously. Or he means that, like, no, I just think that nigga is a very unique thinker. And I, He I gotta, thinks in a different way than most of us would think. I got to respect the fact that he said, listen, I said what I mean, and I mean what I say. And I'm standing on it. I might not express it the right way. Yeah. And that's what I, I, I be fucking up. But no, this is how I believe. This yeah. is what I believe. And that's the thing. Yo, when you, because we're going to get to Shakari, sometimes the shit you mean to say don't come out the first time you say it. But that don't mean that I didn't mean it. I just didn't say it the way that y'all might have wanted to receive it the first time around. I ain't mean to offend you. No, not it. at all. But I still mean this Fam, shit. Fam, what do we see on this pod every fucking week? Like, yo, don't cancel it. We ain't trying to offend nobody we ever talked to. We done both had people hit us up, say, oh, I feel like y'all going a little hard on the women, or I feel like y'all going hard on the whatever group. We don't ever mean to offend y'all. But when you get on this mic live and you're just saying shit and we not editing nothing out because, nigga, fuck is y'all. But you might say some things that maybe don't sound right the first time it comes out your mouth. It's word vomit, dog. And and Boosie is a nigga who he word vomits all the time. He always got his phone recording. He always got sometimes that shit ain't gonna sound right, dog. And I can respect him saying, I say what I mean, and I'm standing on what I say. So the one thing that they did did kind of touch on, they was like, So what about you? Um buying a woman for your son or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was like, Well, he was sixteen. Yep. Which is past the law, the age of consent. Yeah. Um, first off, I think this is a horrible idea. And I'll, oh yeah, it's terrible. I'll, We've spoken about that though. It sounds horrible, nigga. I don't think you should do this. Don't you know don't parent your your child like but this. Like somebody was in the comments and you got him molested. I'm like, yeah, it's it's a. I don't know. It really was like if he was was with it. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's it's again. It don't. That ain't what I would do. And he was like, Yo, I got the right to do that as a yeah. parent. You got the right to 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 watch, let your children watch this and do this and do this. And like they made good points for like, well, how do you why do you think this is so negative? Um and 
from drugs and, and yeah. murders and killing and stuff like that. And Boosie gave a example. He was like, you know, I didn't know I was fucking up mm-hmm. the, the youth, essentially. He yeah. said, I was just rapping about, like, I wasn't fake rapping and writing. Yeah, like, I was, no, that's really what was happening in Baton Rouge. What happened, happened that day, I would go in the, in the studio and do this. He said, when I got out of prison, I, I noticed that my fans was, like, dead or in jail. Yeah. And, like, oh, shit. So he was like, yeah, I didn't impact the people negatively. He was like, but, like, I ain't know. Yeah. And, like, and that, it sounds like you should know. But for some reason, I believe this nigga. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, look, man, again, dog, the same way I'll I'll go back. It doesn't take any faults. Like, you still hey, are responsible for your actions. I'll go back 30 years and tell you, nigga, NWA wasn't bad, niggas. Luke and the Two Live crew wasn't bad. People Like, dog, motherfuckers is getting in that studio. They writing about whatever they familiar with. And they having fun. Now, the influence, we know that that's there, especially now, social media and all that. But it's like... <laughs> You got a fine line as a creative between worrying about being you, being your creative self, whatever it is you do, and who you're influencing with your they definitely creativity. Set them up. They definitely try to set them up and gang up on them yeah. for, for three hours. Then you had yeah. Flame Monroe there at 5 o'clock in the morning, yeah. sitting on the interview and start talking like, why is this person it's on a the lot. In, like, So that's kind of where I was slightly un or not into the interview. It was just a lot for... Because I had it on iHeart. And it was just like, eh, I'll watch this on YouTube later. And I oh, cut it. Oh, just to get, like. Yeah. I'm like, all right. It was 20 minutes in. I'm like, all right. I mean, at some point, we're going to switch. Yeah. Right? And talk about something else. Yeah. That was probably and about, never switches. It was about 10 minutes of other stuff. And the other 45 minutes. It's just them going. I'm like, yeah. yo, this is a lot. And like, they started off going. So, to your point, I also didn't know that that continued through the whole fucking interview. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah. That's, and, like. I don't like I've never personally been a fan of the Breakfast Club interview style. I feel like they do better when they stay friends. When niggas can come up there, whether they got something to release or not, and they just talk, that's cool. When it's people when who not they a, not really when there's not an there was clearly an agenda. Facts. When there's not an agenda, then y'all yeah. can just talk. And you know, everybody be corporately tied to different things. Yeah. And I want to act like everything is on the yo, this is off the cuff. Like fam, you can clearly see that there was a there yeah, was a y'all very are, y'all specific have pointed point questions for this. For thing. this. The whole fucking time. Yeah. Like And right. y'all don't ever have that many questions prepared to have ninety of them different versions of that question. Cause he was like, nigga, you just asked me the same question. He's like, yeah. I'm I'm intelligent. I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. You trying to tell me that. I'm like, listen. Hey man, he was trying to get that thousand away for the crates. He was trying, dog. Why all his sons got to fade? Hey, man. He ain't let none of them get no 360s, nigga. Everybody got the boost. Boosie fade from birth, dog. I told y'all niggas. That's still I the good shit, I told y'all nigga. niggas. He, <laughs> he coming home today. Um. All right, man. We got to get to it. Yeah. Shakari. Mm. You know what? Let me let me start that back. Because I said I wasn't going to do it, and I didn't do it in my post. It's not Shakari. It's the Prefontaine Classic. That's what it was. The 100-meter Prefontaine Diamond League race that took place Saturday with nine of the best fucking track runners in the world, nine of the best 100-meter runners in the world. One of them happened to be Shakari. The other eight placed higher than Shakari. She came in last. There was a lot of fucking jokes and all that shit about her coming in last. Then... We got to the interviews, right? The so, post. Let me play. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to play the post shit. Before we even get there. Okay. I want to, I'm want. i glad you you you, you spotlighted or highlighted that it was the Prefontaine Classic. Yeah. 
because Prefontaine is based on Steve Prefontaine, mm-hmm. who's a long distance runner. He mm-hmm. died at 24. It was like some tragic shit. Yep. And like he got a whole great race. movie out the way. Fact. Or by the way, uh, called Prefontaine. It. But like, yo, put some respect on that race because mm-hmm. this is like. This is an important yearly. Yeah, this thing. is one of the more like elite, again, it's Diamond League. These is all elite level races, dog. Yeah. All right. So before we get to all that shit, I want to play the first post race interview that she had, and then we'll talk about the second one. thoughts about the race about people response about that interview about everything so before we get to her second interview that she did post race was a little that was like a minute after the race when she did that one we just listened to the second one was later and she had time to think gather her thoughts it was a lot less like word jumble and word vomit and sort of scattered thoughts it was very like Yo, I got love for all the women I raised. Like, it was very, it was a good interview. Yeah. And and she made some good statements. But people took the one we just listened to and ran and took off because she finished last. You add that in there. Then you so, add her pre-comments. So, like, like, I feel bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Because out of all the stuff that happened previously, mm-hmm. it wasn't. All the conversation, it wasn't uh, on her or against her. So, like, so Nobody for, questioned her ability. So, for example, it wasn't her saying, hey, y'all better not go support the, the Olympics or whatever. Yep. Right. It was like, yo, I fucked up. Yeah. I'm going to take my suspension. Cool. And all the back and forth and all the talk was basically from everybody else who had Yeah, she was accountable. Right. So, it became... It's always two groups. Yeah. Whatever your side of the argument versus this side of the argument. And you're gonna argue back and forth. She already said, yo, I, I fucked up. I'm yep. gonna take my shit. Cool. But people argue back and forth. Cool, 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 cool. But it wasn't ever saying like I'm the best ever and this and mm-hmm. this and y'all shouldn't support the Olympics and shit like that. Like that was never her. She never said that. So when she took this L in this one, I felt bad because yeah. then all the comments was like, yo, you suck. Yep. You, you, yep. you. Yep. It's like, but I, the thing was started around me, but like I didn't never go at nobody yeah, personally. I wasn't, I never said nothing bad about the women I w- would have been racing. Yeah. I never talked shit. I never said, even like in that comment where she said, I'm the sixth best, fastest woman ever to run this race. She does have the sixth best time. That was the the time that got her in the Olympics that later got forfeited or whatever um, with the DQ. But to your point, it was never about her ability to run. It was never about her as a person. So what ended up happening is the same thing that happened with 
LeBron James fans mm-hmm. or Beyonce fans is you talk so much shit about the fandom yeah. that the person that they like get tossed in it too. Yep. Now it's like, look at that. She a bum. She this. She that. Kobe fans. And like, and Bron I, fans. KD fans. And like, I, I, I understand, but like, damn. That's she fucked like, up. She got caught in the, in the crossfire. She did because, all right, well, first, let me get this out the way. Because I, I like the way you go on, but I I'm, I have to make this point. Because part of that crossfire, I actually took offense to to how niggas were saying. I don't like people, and this don't mean I'm telling y'all what to say, how to feel, whatever. I don't like, and don't like, telling her she need to be more humble. Humble yourself. Like, I've been seeing niggas talk like they the king of motherfucking Michigan and shit. King of races. King of, shut your fat ass up, nigga. She needs to humble herself. Who the fuck is y'all? Y'all niggas ain't coaches, y'all ain't trainers, y'all ain't dietitians, y'all ain't shit. Y'all don't even sell weed, nigga. Stop telling her to hum- She 21, bro. Man, you know what? I stopped saying the word humble. Mm. Um, you know, I don't, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago yeah. on, on, on Shop Talk. But humble means having a low or modest estimate of one's value. Mm. Why would anybody have a low estimate of themselves? I mean, it's a derivative of humility humiliate why would i feel or want to feel humiliated why would i want that shit dog but like we use humble yeah we use it a, like it's like like, a, it, like we use it with reverence yeah but this don't it don't mean that. and and here's the By thing, definition man. humility should exist within oneself on some like i'm not better than anyone else you know what i'm saying but on some yo i oh all these people a better race. Fam, y'all don't think she think that after finishing last in this fucking race? Y'all ain't think after getting disqualified, she all she ain't feel humiliated. You know what I'm saying? Like, who are niggas to tell her that she needs to be more humble, dog? Now, like, I understand what the, where that, that whole little, what a statement is because... So think about this. Mm-hmm. The reason that, that the, the audio that you play happened... Mm-hmm. Because she was responding to social media before she even mm-hmm. saw it. I mm-hmm. already know that y'all is on my head right yeah. now. Yeah, yep. So, A.K.A. I'm in my feelings and I'm yep. embarrassed. Yep, which is why I hate that they went and immediately talked to her, by the way. I mean, it happens. That's sports, right? Yeah. Nigga, the first niggas interviewed after a playoff game well, is the losers. <laughs> they well, on court with I've you. I've never seen them. Well, maybe because she was a, okay, I get it. But I've never seen them interview last place before, unless something happened. Yeah, and they want to figure out like, yo, what mother got injured, came up on a hammy, yeah, yeah something. Yeah. But they went so directly to her to interview. Shout out to NBC Sports for the bullshit. But as much as that might have been like the attractive thing to do is go up and interview her. What I, what pissed me off most about this whole thing over the weekend, fam, Elaine Thompson, hurrah. Shelly Ann Fraser Price and God damn it. What's the third one? I am blank. Hold up. The third fucking place winner. Cause they ran the exact same way they placed in the, the uh Olympics. in the Olympics, by the way, which is nuts. Um Elaine Fraser Price. Sherika. That's her name. Sherika, I'm blanking on the last name. But nigga, they ran a beautiful fucking race, dog. Like it was amazing, nigga. Shelly Ann Fraser got out the blocks. Great, and then I thought she was actually gonna win gold in the Olympics. I, I mean, she done won a bunch of them, so yeah. I thought it was her time. And then here come Elaine, just Who actually smoking. ran the second fastest time ever for yeah, me. motherfuckers. So like, <laughs> salute to FloJo, dog, which is crazy. Woo! Like, have you watched that video recently, nigga? I watch FloJo like two times a week. It bro. seemed like 
Like superimpose her. She was going so She fast. left them women in them 88 Olympics, dog. And it, that, it, it don't make sense. That's crazy. But, like, a lot of people done ran 10-6 and 10-8. Yeah. Someone's like, yo, I'm the sixth fastest woman. Like, well, it's like 23, y'all. Uh, or it's yeah, a lot of people. You got the fast, six, six fastest time. time. Yeah. Which technically, because you got disqualified, you don't have that time no more. It don't exist. Like Marion Jones time, yeah. that was, it don't exist. And here's my Every, thing about that. Glad you brought that up. Yo, instead of telling her she needs to be humble and she needs you, no, she needs to run a better race. Yeah. That's the only thing she needs to do, dog. If she want to stay arrogant as fuck, if she want to stay cocky as fuck, if she wants to be, you know what? I do have some humility and I want to exercise that and show y'all that. Whatever she wants to do, she needs to run a better race. Because if she comes out humbly the next race and I don't says, even, I don't even know that you got to have some humility. Everybody don't have to have fam, that. You don't, and that's why I hate that niggas keep saying she has to find humility and be humble. Nigga, I love arrogant athletes. That's my shit, dog. Like, now, who it, go out there and back their shit it's up? It's best to back it up. It's 100% now, best to back it up. After your worst race ever, um, an outburst about, yo, y'all not going to. Like, I get it. You, yeah. she was defensive and she was like. Damn, she got live on NBC and told them niggas talk all the shit y'all want. Cause you knew it was Yikes. coming. Yikes! You knew, like you didn't even have chance to check the Twitter yet, or the, no, like you didn't know yet, but you knew. <laughs> Nigga, I saw that shit. You know? I said, "Did she cuss?" Like, whoa! But she knew it was coming. She knew what they were saying. So that's the other part, right? She's twenty-one years old. Shelly Ann Fraser Price is thirty-four. Uh, what's American? Allison Felix is thirty-five. Elaine Thompson Haraj twenty-nine. You yeah, niggas been running since they was. These motherfuckers have been in the Olympics since like 08. She's 21. She has more than enough time to turn this thing around and get back to the level that we just saw her run a month and a half ago, dog. Because here's what niggas ain't talking about. A month and a half ago, y'all was so supportive of her smoking to cope with her mom's death, right? Oh, shit. We know why she smoked. Fuck that Olympics. Let her run. Like, that shit shouldn't even be illegal, blah, blah, blah. So why y'all not supportive of the fact that a month later, nigga... Maybe I'm just not over it yet, bro. Like, it's been a month, nigga. I tell you what. If she'd have ran in the Olympics, we <laughs> got fucked up. Fam, if she would have ran in the Olympics, Cause that, maybe that unfocused. Whole, that whole 30, yeah. whole, why, why ain't they put on a relay? Yeah. We wouldn't have run on that goal. Hey, <laughs> that would have been not great. And here's the fucked up part. I'm glad she ran. But mentally, you can tell she's still, like, fucked up over that Olympic shit, over her mom's death. And now over this loss, I don't want her to just, like, she dropped out of the 200 immediately uh, on Saturday, right? And niggas was mad at that. Oh, that's poor sportsmanship. She should have went out there and ran and you go back it up. And it's like, I don't have to do what you niggas is telling me to do. It's an individual team. It's, like, it's, it's literally, a, it's the 200, bro. Like, it's not a team sport. I didn't let nobody down. And here's the thing. A month ago when fucking Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles was telling y'all, yo, my mental health ain't there and I just cannot do this. All the support in the world, nigga. When, uh, damn. So this is a take. A lot of the Olympic athletes from from America mm -hmm. that was expected to go out there and show out, mm -hmm. they didn't. And they all cited mental health. Yeah, the, Simone Biles came back and took uh, bronze. And we know she to go. Noah Lyles. Yeah. Same thing. Came uh, back. Yeah. Like a whole bunch of people decided, yep, yeah, mental health. Sorry, I'm out. But had Sha'Carri did that pre-100, Nobody had shit to say. Because she did it after a loss All that for the 200, y'all niggas is talking shit. If she could, she would 100% take that speech back. After yeah, I know she would. Because it, it, it we heard this follow-up speech. It was a lot I more. I didn't even see the follow-up Oh, you ain't see that one? Let me mm -hmm. see if I can find that quickly. But, like, 
I was feeling, I'm like, damn, I feel bad. Boom, boom, boom. And then somebody sent me that after. I was like, oh, they going to get on her for this one. Oh, man. you already know. Because, like, I get, I'm, <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough speech. It is. And it's a hard one to, like, to defend after what had just happened. Like, you didn't not medal. You didn't, you came last. 11-4. That was a bad race. Okay, here go the second one. Yeah, I wasn't focused on what it is to me, but at the end of the day, no excuses. Not at all. It's back. It's time to get back in the lab and do what it is that I need to do. Congratulations to the women that won. I love women. <laughs> no matter what the flag is, no matter what no matter what brand you wear, I love successful women. And I hope that they continue to be just as successful as, they, as they're doing and continue to thrive in their career. But I'm definitely going to thrive. And I'm definitely going to continue to show the world why I'm that girl. <laughs> the last month or two just kind of taught you about your confidence, your self-belief, and like how important that is to have that reaffirmed to yourself every day in spite of, in spite of setbacks. Oh, just having that confidence. You have to believe in yourself before you expect anybody else to believe in you. I'm so okay with that speech. Because you know what? Yep. I love the women. Congrats to who won. I still think I'm great, nigga. And I'm going to come out, get back in the lab, and come show y'all why I think I'm great. It's also a little bit of our fault as well um, because this is sports. Mm -hmm. This is like you either did or you didn't. Yeah. Right? And right before the Olympics, she ran through the Olympic trials to hit social media, and everybody yeah. crowned her. Had no idea who she was. Yeah. Y'all weren't watching at LSU. Um, And now she, she got flowers that yeah. maybe, like, Cause you haven't won it. You gotta yet. remember, collegiate. That's amateur. Yeah, Olympics was finna be her breakout opportunity. And she, I mean, she ran professionally all last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For her first year, like, yo, um, she can compete on this stage. Facts. But like, she's competed against like four of the women who raced in a Prefontaine yesterday. She's raced against before. So it ain't like I wish she this would, uh, is above her. Nigga. So I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know. I know she shot a Nike commercial <laughs> with me. Like with the, I, or the Beats commercial. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Like, yo, train, shit. I don't know. Yeah. And and here's the thing. I don't know if this was training. I don't know if this was mental shit. Mentally, I got on that track. I got my foot in them fucking blocks. And then I realized, oh, shit, the last time I was here, I fucked up. That could fuck you up in the moment if it crosses your mind, dog. Or... Yo, maybe mentally I wasn't ready to race yet because it's been a month, like, dog. Yo, these motherfuckers who I'm, I'm racing, like, yo, these motherfuckers the fastest motherfuckers. Yo, because guess what? When we going into the Olympics, I don't care what they did four years ago. When we coming into the Prefontaine, they just did this shit three weeks ago. Woo! <laughs> this motherfucker Elaine is fast, nigga. Like, Noah Lyles at the Prefontaine, yeah. he, he went and laid an egg, and uh, he didn't even make it to the 100-meter finals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then he ran. His one of his he's uh, two tenths of a second off his fastest time ever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like something else I wanted to point out, man, because I had I had issues at several layers of this shit. Tiana Daniels, Javian Oliver, the other two black U.S. women who ran in this bitch. Tiana Daniels finished fourth. She was only five tenths of a second. Yeah, it don't matter. So behind. Oh, it don't matter. <laughs> but she was right there from bronze, like. She wasn't that far off the bronze. Javian Oliver finished sixth. She was a little bit slower behind, but still finished sub 11 seconds. So why the fuck are we so fixated on Shakari, Shakari, Shakari? We was going into the Olympics and they didn't let her run. Yo, boycott the Olympics. 
because we don't know the full story. We saw Man. the the Instagram, the internet. Oh, this is the one. And took off. This is the fact because like we always wanted to tell about how we the first to do this. So mm-hmm. this is the ex fastest this. It it doesn't paint the real picture so at all. The 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 how it was painted was yo. This is the 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 great whomever and she's gonna win all the gold and all the everything and nope now she can't race because racism yeah and And now it's like bro allison felix went out there nike dropped her for getting pregnant and having a baby before the olympics and that nigga not only had a c-section took a fucking photo shoot with her c-section scar and her olympic medals on she developed her own shoe and then went out there and won gold in her own shit. Fuck you, Nike. But all the attention was Bro. all the attention was on this person and all these high expectations and y'all knew she was gonna do this because it was I think this is less about her and more about proving that you're right to the people who you had a disagreement with on the internet. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like it really don't even matter. Like this could be insert whoever name here. Yeah. I wanna prove that I was right. And you know what? Hey, rightfully so. She was embarrassed. 100. I just ran a really not good race. I pulled up 50 meters up because I knew I'm not even coming close to winning this shit. I came out the blocks horribly. So guess what? She said it best in that second interview. I'm going to work on my shit, get back in the lab. She got to work on that start because that shit you got away with before where you get into the motherfucking straightaway and you can catch up because you got that top speed. That don't work when Elaine and Shelly Ann come out the blocks the way they do, bro. And it don't work when you only racing Americans. Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because all through your college, like, unless, all right, say you're in the hey. Diamond League and you you running in Paris, but if you're running here in the good old United States, yeah, like when the men raced, um, it was seven Americans and two Canadians. Like, yeah. the rest of the world wasn't even here. Yeah. So, like, yo, you got to, like, this is, at the end of the day, this is sports. Facts. And it's what have you done for me lately, especially yeah. with some speed or some track shit. And it's like, listen, everybody got to temper their they expectations because this shit change. Yeah. And it a was tenth a of a second may sound like nothing, but when you look at that shit, nigga, them four or five people in between. Yeah. Um, whew. Look, man, salute to the three medalists. Salute to Jamaica. And dominating. We, and if we being honest, I know it's the bronze, it's silver, and the gold, but all that matters is whoever won that race. Because don't nobody care about second place, and yeah. we damn sure don't care about third. But you know when and they we care for sure, a little for sure, more? For sure don't care about ninth. You know when they care a little more? When one country medals all three, nigga. That, sure. that makes you turn up a little bit, especially when y'all just did it. Like, now I'm feeling, like, solidified. Like, okay, Elaine, you the fastest woman in the world. Shelly Ann Frazier, you right there. Sherika, you right there. Shakari, you got some work to do. And I hope she do it. That's the thing. She 21, bro. I want her to go out there and dominate. And it's funny that them niggas from Jamaica, they ain't smoking weed. Fuck <laughs> 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 what y'all talking about, nigga. We, we from Jamaica. It's built into our culture, okay? It, we literally sell it right now, <laughs> nigga. At the Olympics, I got it on me. Yo, but you know what else I didn't Shout like? To them, though. And we talked about it when the, when the weed shit happened. Niggas who were masking themselves as supporters, but was really enablers. Yeah, y'all have to reason that she ran this race, cause y'all told her you ain't do shit wrong, you ain't do shit wrong, you right, go out there and run. Fuck it, we boycotting the whole shit. We ain't watching nobody else black, cause one black fucked it all up, and we supporting her only and not supporting the rest of them. Well, nigga, y'all you know enabled I, her. No, this is what I hate right now. Uh, what's that nigga Tariq? 
uh, I don't like Tariq. I, don't, I, I never like dog. He's he's too wishy washy. But now, him and the other fake black woke niggas is on this foundational black American shit. Yeah, uh, as if like only being black in America counts, and everybody yeah, else being black everywhere else is whack. Like when the fuck? When the fuck did we start doing this shit? I don't like it. I thought I the like whole it. you is like Tariq of all people. Yeah, you like a hidden color six, my yeah, nigga. Yeah. Oh, so now it's and only- nigga, you also own pimps up holes down. So oh, come on, dog. Like, let's that's let's. Where you got your, that's where you got. That's your, literally where we was introduced to you, and then you took this left and started acting like the fucking greatest black nigga alive. And it's like, and bro, you pimping the conscious community. Come on, dog. But in real life, but not like. So but real niggas you, ain't going for it. How do you how do you push hidden colors and and. and and highlight all the, the the Africans and the diaspora and everything like yeah. that. And now it's, but you ain't, no, but you're not American. You're not a foundational Black American. Come on, dog. Very specific. Come on, dog. Like, man, that's just another way to divide. Come on, man. That shit is weird, man. But he's always been a weird dude. I I never liked him. I never really dug what he was saying because to your point, he's hypocritical. He's wishy washy as fuck. It's one day it's His hairline's crooked. Also a fact. And I'm pretty sure it's permed. But it's another story for another day. Um, real quick, Instagram will retire the swipe up link starting August 30th. You won't be able to swipe up. How about you give it to everybody? Instead of taking it from the people with 10,000 plus followers, like, just make it accessible. <laughs> you know how much better our lives would be if we could just swipe up from the whoop to the... That's why a lot of niggas buy followers. So, you can, so you can have that ability to do half the shit on Instagram, bro. They're getting weird. Did you notice uh, in the stories, too, is starting to not show you, like, the people that viewed you. You know how it would be a little block at the bottom with, like, they, uh, yeah, little whatever. That ain't there for every story no more. You know, they just stay on some weird shit. It's getting wild because the shit I think they doing that they think helps, like, helps no one. You're not Because everybody it. is about feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. <sighs> we about feelings till we ain't about feelings because it's mental health till you come ninth. And then all of a sudden, fuck that your mom died a month ago. You was over it after you smoked a blunt. What? Like, come on, dog. Um, but also, you enabler ass niggas, stop telling motherfuckers they ain't fuck. She fucked up and she took accountability for fucking up. So this ain't about her. This is about niggas that blindly say, nope, you did no wrong, nigga. She did. She violated a fucking rule, dog. And that's what ultimately what created the issue from Saturday. Yes. Because people who disagree yep. with that. And the other side was very, very, yeah, yeah I want to be right. Fam, I've, I've been seeing people say, like, oh, like, if if you, how are we clowning Shakari? Y'all hate black women. And it's like, yo, eight All other right. black women ran, bro. All right, dog. Why are we not saluting them? Because nigga? you hate foundational black American women. Oh, my gosh. Like, a whole black American woman came forth and was, like, right there. She ran, like, a 10 like, she was right there. Like, come on, bro. We just hate black women now because we supporting other black women. And we don't really get, nigga, we sports dudes. I've never applaud. I don't even know the last place finisher in most of the sports. By the time we get to a championship, I don't care who came last. Who the, who cares? I don't care about who played. Who lost the Super Bowl three years ago? Nigga. 
<laughs> the Falcons. <laughs> I'm only throwing that out because, whoa. But who cares, nigga? If you ain't first, you last. Facts. Ricky Bobby told y'all, dog. So all that to say, man, I wish the best for Shakari. I hope she goes back in the lab and get her shit better and come out racing more. Diamond League, that was not the last Diamond League race, bro. She got plenty of other opportunities to race these niggas. But right now... She knows she got some work to do, dog. And you really don't got to race them. You really just got to race yourself. Facts. You really just racing the clock yeah. at the end of the day. Nobody because, else exists on that track, bro. Because, like, the world record does not have to be set in the Olympics. Mm -mm. There's no. an Olympic record. Most of the time, it's not set in the Olympics. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, that's why they the have the OR and the WR right there. Because it's like, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Usain Bolt didn't win his world record in the, his nine points. Six eight. Yeah, that was in the world. Yeah, yeah. So it don't fucking matter. And y'all niggas just stop. Everything y'all doing, just stop. You know Tyson Gay don't have an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, yeah. Some of the fastest. He's one of the fastest people ever. He has yeah. some of the fastest. Never won an Olympic gold because he always performed better. Then got to the Olympics and got small. Because again, to that point, you only racing the clock. Tyson Gay got to the Olympics and start racing Usain Bolt them. Yeah. Don't do that. And <laughs> yeah. that's why. Yo, that's, I mean, let's say you take something for you to relax so you can be hey. more focused. That's a competitive advantage. Yeah, it is. You can't do that shit. It is. You got to go out there with whatever nerves you got, nigga. Huh. God bless, man. Shakari, salute. Jamaica, salute. Cause they I like, I like their response. They, mm -hmm. they, they want to see this beef. He was like, I didn't I'm not think giving about you that. it, but um, no, we, we weren't thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, Elaine ain't giving y'all that. Shelly Ann, too. Oh, Shelly Ann been in this game for years, nigga. But you got Made it. her an animal. But they tired of us, too. They are. And they know, here's the thing, dog. At least with them, we got our four by one, the other Olympics and in the other worlds. And all. we got our four by two. We dominated this year. But in this hunted, they laugh. The reason I know is be like, because like Usain Bolt and Tyson Gay, they will always ask him like, "What about this rivalry?" He's like, "No, this is it's not, not a, a rivalry. Like, it's not a rivalry. Like, has no. he beat me? He's beat yes. me in some races. Yeah. But like, fuck, this is not. And they, they be, he said they be talking shit about me in the papers and shit. Like, my nigga, we not worried about them. Yeah. Like, it, the shit ain't a rivalry in my life, dog. I'm only against the clock in this race. And the niggas who realized that first. Dominate, and that's the fuck Jamaica doing right now. Plus, it ain't a rivalry because I've been fucking you niggas up for a long time. That's why the Jamaicans are nigga. Shelly Ann laughs at everything that gets said. Like she been smiling for twelve years. Like, are you serious, my nigga? <laughs> like, dog, my my right thigh was halfway across the fucking finish she line. Tiny as fuck. She is. She shouldn't even be this. She, them, them, the she built like she Maurice Jones Drew, nigga. Yeah. That nigga be out there going, dog. Um, real quick, I wanted to get your opinion on this because I saw it going around the internets and was like, oh, this is me and Jay Bag. These little like fake comedian verses that they putting out there on the internet. So we saw the first one was Damon Wayans and Dave yo, Chappelle. Yo, did, did we talk about that? No, we didn't. So listen, stop doing this shit. Stop doing this shit. <laughs> they asked Damon Wayans a question. Mm -hmm. They asked him, have you been seeing verses? He said, I've never seen a verses. Mm -hmm. He said, do they do it for comedy? They was like, nah, but who would you do? He was like, uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Oh, you would do Chappelle? Yep. Yeah. I'm calling him out. <laughs> That's the end of the conversation. Done. It was a total of 11 seconds, maybe. Yeah. The next day, Damon Wayne's calling out Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, this was not a thing in real life. Like, it wasn't. Like, if you listen to the actual context. Yeah. The whole eight seconds that they talked about it, he even was laughing like, I'm calling him out. 
it, it wasn't not that a, at all. It, and it made it, I think, and they, I mean, it was headlined a lot of different places. I even seen a headline that says, Damon says he will wash Dave Chappelle in the verses. Oh, wow. And that's what I clicked on to listen to the audio. I'm like, he didn't say that at all. <laughs> like, and what? So then, as the internet does, they'll take the one thing and then create a whole nother thing. And that was Cat versus Kev. Who will win? I saw that all last night. Cat versus Kev. Who will win? They even created the fucking artwork with the versus V on it. You know there was a versus, a comedy versus. Cat Williams versus Steve Harvey. And it happened here in Detroit. Oh, the New Year's. Wasn't that like New yeah. Year's Eve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember I remember they had, that. They, they yeah. had a little thing. It was like, well, nigga, the we The boxing match. Uh, yeah. I remember that shit, dog. Cat uh, undefeated. Them niggas had the first <laughs> verses. That was years ago. Yeah. Cat Williams undefeated. That was like New Year's, like... 13, 14, yeah. <laughs> um, Damn, that's funny as hell. They really did do that. I forgot about that battle. Side note, uh, Jay and Dame actually did the first verses about four years ago. It was T.I. versus Andre 3000. The video's still on YouTube. Watch it this weekend. Pull up uh, on it. Dame, what up? Five songs and five songs, and we battled. This was four years ago. Fam, I do an R&B. I do an R&B versus with anybody right now. I kill you with Avant or Genuine, nigga. Ten songs, I got you. Don't even, it don't even matter, nigga. I'll pick any one of them. Yo, or, ten songs from Genuine, that's a tough out for anybody. For anybody, dog. You want to go to 20? Now you... It gets a little <laughs> looser. Yeah, we get... Now I'm playing TGT. Uh, Avant in a five song? You, oh, my God. Nigga, got to go seven. Music and Avant, about eight songs? Oh, music versus Avant would be a good That's man. a good... Fam, I've already done these in the car. Like, I'll be doing this on the way home from here. I'll be having battles, nigga. Um, Kevin Cat. You got Cat. I don't I have no idea. And so, that that was... So, what, when I started what seeing... You, like, what would you... What so, would be joke for joke? I don't know <laughs> what we're... When I saw the Dame Dave shit, I said, yo, it would depend on format, because... Don't sleep on Dame just because you like Dave better. Like, so I grew up on Damon Wayne. Yeah. Stand up. Yeah. Damon Wayne was the funniest. He was nigga funniest in the world. shit. So he was the funny. biggest star, the com comedic star for a moment. He was the biggest from his family last, for a long time, dog. Remember the last Boy Scout and the last Boy Scout? Bruce um, Willis, nigga. Freaking um the first Major Pain. Uh him and uh Marlon. Uh it was the first oh, swipers. Uh, uh, Mo money. <laughs> Mo money. Mo money. The nigga. niggas was the first swipers. Facts. The niggas Facts. was literally swiping. Dog. Yeah. Damon was the one that carried shit for a while after, you know. Damon was a fucking hilarious. Keenan relaxed and let his brothers start coming up. And Damon held that down for a long Nigga, it was a long time between Mo Money and the Wayans Brothers TV show, nigga. There was a long time before we start seeing Marlon and Sean do their thing, bro. And Damon had it all. And Damon got a classic fucking comedy uh, series. Damon Wayne's. My Wife and Kids is a classic, bro. 100%. And it's great. That's actually a really good fucking show. He's dog. a really good stand-up. So. Like if you go back to his HBO shit. Yeah. So it's funny. Uh, when I posted, like, don't sleep, whatever, one of the homies hit me. Shout out to my nigga Maul. <laughs> that nigga was like, yo, we just saw Damon last week here in Texas. <laughs> He was like, Dave might win that. <laughs> he was like, Dave might win that. <laughs> I mean, Dame is a Damon yeah, Wayans is in yeah. a different uh, yeah, man. It, he a different and their styles right. are completely different. And to that point, so was Cat and Kev. And y'all niggas, is, me and Jay have done this a million times, so I ain't going to get into it. But y'all about to quit acting like Kev not funny. Y'all niggas is really stop. pissing me off, dog. Gotta stop. Y'all piss. But it's the, bro, it's the age old shit. Y'all love niggas when they down. 
That's y'all favorite. That's why niggas, I think, still love Cat. If Cat had done all the shit that Cat had in front of him, they to- love people that they see themselves in. Mm-hmm. You see yourself as an underdog. You yeah. only come up cool, but once yep. you got more than me. I don't like it. The reason niggas still love Cat ain't got shit to do with Cat being funny. We know what Cat could do. Cat talented as shit. Niggas still love him because, hey, man, he ain't never get what Cat was supposed to get. He ain't get his just due. I feel like that. Same. I love niggas I can see myself in. I feel like I ain't got my just due. So Cat, my favorite comedian. And niggas like going against the grain, too. Uh, Y'all like Kev. He uber famous. I like Cat. And it's like, fam, you can like Cat Williams. That's fine. But don't tell me Kevin Hart ain't funny, bro. Like, just don't do that, bro. I've seen serious funny. I'll give you three classic Kevin Hart stand-ups right now, nigga. And you can't... There's no... It ain't a lot of comics with three. We talked about it. You can't even tell me Eddie Murphy got three because he got two. Nigga, because he got two that you He only got two. You got... (laughs) He only has two. Literally, bro. (laughs) Like, you can't tell me... You can't even give me three Martin stand-ups that was hilarious because it's two. He got two and and maybe one. Yeah, like, come on. Let's keep it a buck. But y'all niggas... that you can give me three... Is Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, um, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, like black. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it really stopped right or, there. Or cat. You might could throw cat in there, but here's the thing: when you start getting into like now on a scale, the scale. That's now cat. All the cat shit is independent. It's yeah, never yeah, been yeah. like movie. And yeah, all that. it ain't been the HBO shit, but it's also like. Was that by design? He want he he owned one hundred percent. Yeah, and I love it. I love it. But that also does something when I'm scaling these other because hey, when Kev sold the garden out in the fucking Eagles arena, it makes it different, dog. And you're not finna tell me that that nigga filled up a football stadium because he not funny, bro. I just uh, I don't get into it, bro. Yeah, I can't argue with it. The hype would have been gone a long time ago. It, come on, bro. It's and, been eleven years since seriously funny. Literally. And guess what? Now I keep pivoting. Every movie I make that I own, majority of under Heartbeat Productions makes well over a hundred million dollars. Now, granted, come if, on, bro. If he tells some jokes and you don't laugh, uh, it ain't. It, it is what it is. Hey, Monique needs to sign to Kevin. She needs to sign to him. Figure that out. Let him manage this. Cause spanking him on Netflix. And Monique, your new shit ain't on Netflix, nigga. I don't know if she's. No, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You wanted to tell jokes on Netflix and you haven't told any yet. Go sign to Kevin Hart, man. All right, dog. We got a Blackberry letter to get into. Oh, shit. All right. Y'all already know the vibes, man. When y'all hear that can crack, I mean your man back. This week's Blackberry letter is brought to y'all by Candy, man. This nigga Jay just, yeah. Yo, why was we not recording right there? Did you have it on right there? Oh, shit. All right, yeah. Hey, I just trimmed my nails. I couldn't. I couldn't get the. That nigga couldn't get. Y'all ain't see the struggle, Todd. <laughs> All right, man. This week's Blackberry Letter is brought to y'all by Candyman. Um, y'all missed out on the free Candyman pass tomorrow. Salute to me for going to see this shit without y'all. Um, ah. All right. So one of my friends actually uh, DM me this, but I wanted to read it. She don't live in Detroit, so she's not eligible. Yo, these bitches been. Oh, here. them rap snacks still in there? Them bitches probably stale on the motherfucker. Mm. Yo, that shit sounded clear as the can crack. <laughs> Alright, man. Um The homie said, Hey, I saw this question online and it got me thinking. So I wanted your podcast thoughts on this. Should women give men the cheat code when dating? Like, should we be telling the guy we're getting to know what it takes for us to fall in love? 
We all show and feel love in different ways through our love languages. But dating can sometimes feel like waiting to see if the guy you're going out with will just get it. And if he does it for you naturally. And it seems like the older we get, I just don't have time. So should we just tell guys what we like and see if they're consistently able to provide it? Or should we sit back, get to know each other naturally and see if they can figure it out on their own? That's a pretty good question. Yeah. I've never thought of it like that, right? And I'm not even going to answer that as a guy versus girl thing. No, no, no. Because the cheat code is a cheat code. It's not even a cheat code. It's treat me how I want to be treated. Should we be telling you how to treat me? Yeah, I think you should. Or should I just allow you to treat me how you treat people and see if I like it? Here's what I, to your point, I think we should because if you don't tell somebody how to love you and they don't love you correctly... Imagine how much time you might put into that wasted if you're waiting on them to do what they know how to do. Tell them up front. Because they're like on some. Give them the model. I know. Have you ever been through like this training? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like it's four I'm different certified styles. certified in it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like none of these styles are better than the other, but you need to know what all four of those styles is and yep. how to associate with this so I can communicate better with you. Yep. So yep. if we don't ever communicate, I we used to do this thing in training where we'll blindfold two people. Mm-hmm. We'll blindfold somebody and, and have somebody write something on a piece of paper and have them, like, they got to guess it. You got to give them clues. And, and at the end, of like, damn, you never guessed it. You're yeah. like, well, that's what it is. Like, sometimes we don't communicate. It's like a motherfucker is guessing with a blindfold on. Mm. And maybe you get it. Maybe you get enough to uncover. It's like one of these icebreakers and shit. But yeah, like, yeah. It happens like that in real life. Cause like, yeah. Why am I playing this guessing game with you? I don't. I don't mind if I told you. To your point, if you can do it for me consistently. Yeah. I just All want right. it done. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, telling you what works. I don't want you to do. Here's the thing. So you you brought up disc training, right? Um, for y'all who don't know what disc is, go look it up. But D I S C, go look that up. Um, disc training is no different than love languages in mm-hmm. the in the context of this convo. Here is how I operate. I'm telling you not to operate differently, but I'm telling you how you should operate with me, dog. Like, I'm going to love you how you want to be loved. I need to be loved in a way that works for me. When you try, if a motherfucker tell you their love language is uh, touch, and then you love them with your love language, which most people tend to do. You love with what you know you like instead of what they like. So your shit is touch, but I'm going to do gifts. Nigga, not gonna work. that's like, not going to get them to, to feel what you want them to feel, bro. I want to touch you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm a toucher. Okay? So I'm a... <laughs> ah, they're going to touch <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. But, like, but what if that's not yours and you don't like being touched? I'm like, well, this not going to work. Yeah. Because I want to grab your leg. I want to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this not going to work. And I would prefer you tell me. And maybe I'm like, you know, that's not some shit I'm willing to do. Yeah. Consistently. Real life. I can get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, the, the golden rule, treat others. You know, how, how you want to be treated. Nah. Nah. Don't don't golden rule me, dog. No. Treat me how I want to be treated. Treat others. Whoa. Nigga, a bar. A bar, dog. Shout out to uh, my trainer who 
did this assessment. But literally, she yeah. the first person I uh, heard say that. Uh, I, I seen Macho. He was on the podcast. He said that shit too. Yeah. And Angus was in that bitch looking like, yo, no, that's what it is. No, it really is. It should be that. Yeah, no, don't treat me how you want. Nigga, what if you like what weird yeah. shit? I don't like that weird yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't don't treat me like a weirdo, nigga. Yeah. If you a self-professed weirdo, God bless you. Now, her question is still a good question mm-hmm. because it does leave you vulnerable. It does. Because once you tell somebody all the things that you that you would like and provide, um, it leaves you in a place where maybe they're gonna do all these things so they can get what they want and then leave. And then leave. Alone. Yeah. Once you get what you want, motherfuckers have a, a natural fear yeah. of yeah, they're going to dip when they figure it out. So why would I give them time to figure it out quicker? But if you waste time and then they figure out and then do it exactly. and then leave you anyway. Exactly. Now, like you, you, you this could have been over in two months. Now it's we, 10 months in. So here's the thing. You mentioned vulnerability, dog. That's the whole point of this shit. Yeah. Is to be vulnerable. So, yes, you're you're risking something by telling the motherfucker um, what the play is and how to run it and what to do. But you're also giving them the opportunity to maybe... Like, do this shit a little easier for them, too. Like, okay, dog, I really do want to love you. I appreciate you telling me how to properly do that, dog. So I used to be interviewing people, right? Yeah. They'll come in. I want to see if you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. I say, hey, come in, hang your coat right there, and sit right here. Mm-hmm. Nobody was ever paying attention. Niggas never sit right there. They sit, <laughs> sit over there. in their own seat, yeah. keep their coat, and I'm like, yo, I just get... I just want to know. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't mark you down, yeah. but people who were paying I'm attention. I'm right now. I'd be like, okay, they tuned in. Yeah. Some people be really nervous, so I, I'm not about to like, oh, I'm not hiring her because she sat yeah, in yeah. But like, I wanted to see, are you paying attention? Yeah. If I, if I specifically say, listen, this is what I need. This is the way I like to communicate. Yeah. Um, or whatnot. Yo, it's perfectly fine. I've seen tweets and, and Instagram posts is, yo, if a nigga don't know how to pleasure you, leave that nigga alone. Well, what if I was with somebody for 10 years and they like it a, a very specific way? Yeah. And you don't. And if I'm comfortable for the last 10 years doing this yeah. thing. Don't tell me what you want me to do so I can do it. Like, what fuck is we playing for? So a friend of ours, um, and you might know her too, um, but a, a friend of me and my homies, we was all sitting around back in the day. It was like 2015, 14, something like that. And she had been with a dude for a long time. I want to say like six, seven years they was together. And she said, he ain't like head. Said he ain't like it. Said that wasn't his thing. So, because niggas was like, well, do you do it? And she was like, well, no, I never had to do it with him because he ain't want it. He wanted to fuck, That's get to it. Thing. No, it's a very wild thing. But she said he ain't like it. So she kind of has it in her mind that it's not like a thing that she needs to do in a relationship. Yeah. And we all sat there and told her, like, I get why you think that, but unlearn it. Because your next nigga may love it. And if he loves it That's and your last nigga didn't like it, shot. you can't just come in. Now, you ain't got to fucking just start blowing the next nigga you go with. But unlearn what your last nigga didn't like and what he like. Because, nigga, everybody you date is different, dog. Man. And Shit don't translate like that. That happened to me the opposite way mm. <laughs> right before. Mm. And it caused, it, caused some, it caused some confusion mm-hmm. because it was with somebody who loves that. To do perform yeah, that yeah. like what? Yeah. Boom! Like to the, someone like oh, I thought this was the everyday. I thought yeah, this yeah. was normal. Yeah. And then you were somebody else, and it's like so. So when you like, uh, <laughs> like no, you wasn't gonna suck it. I mean, and it, it did. It did cause yeah. A, it, it caused a, a, a friction at some point yeah. because you got to unlearn what you do with another person is not the exact same, 
or you can just have a conversation and say, yo, this is these are the things that I like. What do you like? Yeah. And I can be like, but you know what? I'm not going to be able to do that. So let me cut my ties now. You just simplified it. And we're dealing with a, a world of people who don't like simplicity. We don't like shit can literally be handed to. I can hand you the keys to the kingdom and you'll find a way to fuck it up. So now you telling me I got to do this? Fam. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying this is what I like. I'm, tell, I'm, I'm trying to make this easier on you if you're interested in me. Let me tell you the game. Don't make it more difficult than it has to be. Because where we could be flourishing, we having this convo. And then we're going to have this convo down the road. Then we're going to have this convo again down the road. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you, dog. It's going to create resentment. And that's what you don't want, right? If, if I'm giving you the game up front, just take it. It's not a big deal. And I think, again, like the my, my homegirl, she emailed me and asked about should women do this. But to Jay's point earlier, this ain't gender specific, nah, dog. But what I want people to get in the habit of doing is actually having these conversations with their man and their woman. Like, yo, and in communication, too. Fam, it's all a part of that, right? Like, well, how do you like to be communicated to? Ooh. Like, how do, like are, are you okay if I just ask prior to, like, what's your communication style? Because yeah. if we got two different communication styles, all right, well, now let me get on. Let me see. Maybe I was a high D, and yeah. you may be I. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we got two different communication styles. Yep. But there is a way for us to communicate. And that, that goes back to the DISC assessment, yeah. right? So where DISC, love languages and DISC are different, but they're the same. Different animal, same beast. DISC is literally for you to know, well, in the workplace at least, it's used for you to know how to communicate with people on your team. How to communicate with other people you interact with. Like people within the organization. I need to learn you so I can know how best to, I'm going to tell you exactly what I need to tell you. But how I tell you, it's tone, right? Yeah, so how I, I'm going to say his message, but yeah. how, if I say it as a high D, it's yeah. going to come off rude. Yep. It's going to come off, I'm a high D. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. sometimes when I got opinions on the pod, people feel strongly about it because that's how I communicate on the podcast. Yeah. Now, yep. how I communicate in a relationship when I'm not, because this is that why you're at work. Yeah. Right? So how you communicate when you individually with somebody is a little bit different than being boisterous, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like on, on the yeah. But so if I got a message that I want to provide for you, I need to understand what kind of information that you're able to receive and how to send yeah. it to you. Because unfortunately, sometimes it's, I do it the wrong way. It's setting the tone, right? Yeah. How should I talk to you? What what tone should I talk to you and what approach should I have when I communicate with you? But these conversations are too highbrow for a lot of people relationships. What a lot of motherfuckers want in relationships is for that shit to look good. You don't want it to actually be good. So the work that needs to be done, these convos we saying need to be had, niggas don't want to have them. And also, I know we kind of touch on this point a lot, but like, I guess you got to have an example of this at some point to see mm. it. But like, see it like in real life. Yeah. Because a lot of times we take our cues from relationships from manufacture and TV yeah. movies and shit like that. Or from social media. Shit yeah. that we don't have a real background on. Yeah. We see the highlight. Cause like, yo, I was we met this on this day and he popped up with my favorite flowers or my favorite he knew this or this like I got I know that sounds right. It sounds good, but like Yeah. I mean, that, that may not be the experience for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So maybe you do need to, to share some information sometime. Yeah. I'm just I don't think that you can ever go wrong by communicating with your partner 
um, and telling them what you like. Because here's the thing. Don't make it defensive. Don't look at it like you're telling them likes and dislikes and here's how not to treat. No, approach it like here's what I like. Here's how I would like you to treat me, how I would like to be approached. If that works for you, cool. If it doesn't, that's another thing. But I'm giving you this game up front so you can know how to move. And then when we, if it don't work out later or I look up later and you're not doing this shit, I can say I told you what to do. I told you mm-hmm. how to do it. So don't be shocked if I dip. And, <laughs> and, I, and I get it. I done had conversations with people like, you know, I don't tell people what I like and what I dislike because they just going to do that and I'm not going to know the real them. But now it's going to be really difficult. Yeah. Because... <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. It's always going to be a nigga who go against the grain, right? Niggas love to buck the system, love to say, oh, man, uh, nigga told me what they want, but I'm going to do this anyway, nigga. And it's like, all right, we'll do that. And if it don't work, don't be shocked, bro. Don't be shocked. But either way, you can never say that I ain't give you that game up front. So to the homie, um, I ain't going to say your name, but appreciate you sending this in. It's a good-ass fucking uh, question. What's what's cool about, like, so say somebody who bucked the system. Mm-hmm. If you know they love language, maybe I'm not even offended. Yeah. If I'm not the gift person, yeah. but you are, and you give me this great gift, yeah. I may not be enthused by the gift, but because I know that's your love language, yeah. now I feel, oh, shit, she doing something to prove that she loved me. I don't yeah. give a fuck about this shit, but I know she did yeah. because I already know enough for her to do this. So what you're talking about now, it's a, it's a, a, a version of sacrifice, right? Because... A lot of motherfuckers don't. She got me this gift because this means something to her. Her getting me this meant something to her. Even if I don't love it, I'm going to accept it and be fucking thrilled because I know why she did this, nigga. It was her showing her love in the way that she knows how to show it. (laughs) I'm going to share this little story and shit, right? Yeah. So when I was younger, got my first job and shit, you know what I'm saying? It was time to buy my parents a Christmas present. Okay. You feel me? Uh, you know what I bought them? Hmm. I bought them a fire ladder. <laughs> a collapsible fire ladder, dog. You know I bought them a fire ladder, dog? Nigga, why? <laughs> because they lived, their room was upstairs. Yeah. And there was a fire next door when mm. we was younger, and it burnt the whole house down next door. That's so why we had an extra lot over there. Yeah. And I was always thinking, like, yo, if they got into a fire and it's downstairs, how, they gonna how the out? fuck y'all going to get out? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, on the surface, like, that shit looks wild. Duh. But when I told them what it is, my yeah. mom sit there crying. They understand, yeah. yeah. Like, so. And see, that's the thoughtfulness. I bought this shit because mm-hmm. I really care. I don't want y'all to put yeah. nothing in the fucking and fire. Yo, but on the surface, it's like, why the fuck is you buying me a fire ladder? God willing, we never use your gift. Facts. They have never used the gift. God bless them. You know what I'm um, saying? But, but guess what? Now it's like, well, damn, the motherfucker thought about me yeah. that much. And like that was now was a running joke. Yeah. It was a running joke. But like, yo, that was like, yo, this is one of my favorite gifts because yeah. I know it came from the heart. Now you may not be the person who like gifts, yeah. but if the person give you a gift and you know why they did it. It should hit harder if y'all communicate and y'all know. Yeah, and that's, it's such a strong point because, yo, even if you tell a motherfucker your love language, you tell them your your, your disc and, and just sort of what works for you, that doesn't automatically mean that the shit that they think works just goes away. Like, it takes a minute to learn you, nigga. Thanks. And... So, so using gifts because it's a it's an easy example to use. 
using gifts, right? If if my love language is gifts and I like that shit, fam, I feel good giving you something in my love language. I may not love you like that 100% of the time. Like, I'm not going to take away that satisfaction from you. Yeah. like You, you get endorphins when you give somebody stuff. Yeah. Like, I still want to love you in your love language, but... I know what this means to me when I go do the thoughtful ass thing that I do to give you, nigga. And the last point, just because you told somebody what your love language is does not mean that y'all communicate. That's communication. Mm-mm. That you talk to like communication and talking to someone are two different things. Yeah. Two monologues does not create a dialogue. There has to be a give and forth, a back and forth. You know, my love language is touch because this how it makes me feel. Because yeah. this, this, this. Oh, you know, I love gifts because when he was growing up, that's how we the whole family used to get together and blah blah blah. Give me something other than well, I told you my love language. Yeah. I don't even know what that shit Man. mean. Fuck is acts of service. Bruh. Like I know what it means, but yeah, like, yeah. but even that's what though, it means right? to you. Having that having that conversation never goes into the level of detail that's required, right? Motherfuckers say, what's your love language? You tell them acts of service, and then they just done. And then they go to Google and try to figure out what acts of service mean. Oh, acts of service? Out. Oh, shit, we about to go to Cancun now. Yeah, hey, and it's like, it. nigga, what? Niggas say gifts. Gifts don't even got to be you buying nothing. But niggas don't get it. It's surface level when you have a surface conversation. Open it up, dog. When you trying to look for the cheat code, you yeah. get some surface shit. Facts. Facts. Oh, know, oh, she like this. Let me go ahead and do this. I know it's going to look good. Yeah, man. You got to you gotta go a little bit deeper into those into those talks. Like when you do a disc assessment, it don't stop at, yo, I figured out I'm a high I. Figured out I'm a high D. No, My nigga, shit changed. I didn't did the shit three times. My shit changed fam, each time. Mine has changed every single time I've ever administered me. Yeah. And this now is I'm, since 2016, bro. And like, I used to be a high, <laughs> I was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I was a high I. And they was like, this is kind of weird because you was a high D, a high I, a above average C. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so basically I'm a dick. Yeah. Um, but like, as you go through leadership and everything like that, you, I'm, now I'm close to the middle. And yeah. damn near everything because you 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 flex and you adjust your style and that's what that's the whole point yep. of a, a an assessment or a point of a relationship because yeah. y'all might be diametrically opposed on certain things and then yeah. you learn each other and then like okay I know how I know how to talk I know thing. this and now y'all are on the same page and it takes time but then you would be in the middle yeah. of that, that diagram and it's supposed to change over time you're not supposed to stay exactly yeah. where you was at so in a relationship niggas talk about growth and, and growing together and being partners and doing all this shit here's my love language here's yours we need to figure out the way that we can both still love in the way that we like being loved but also love each other the way that they like that one another likes mm-hmm. being loved and as we do that i might realize something about myself and now my shit might change nigga you know i thought this was my love language but no one has ever did this Woo. Like you did to me. Imagine doing your whole love language assessment not having experienced three out of the fucking five. Mm. Come on, dog. You don't know your love language if you ain't went through that. What if, like... <laughs> if you weren't shown that. Yeah. You can't... That's half the reason that niggas don't really Have know... Have you been in love? How you gonna know your Whoa. love language you ain't never been in love? Niggas talk about, for instance, using acts of service. That's always one that niggas, like, say mad different, like, versions of what it means, right? Cut the grass, nigga. <laughs> but the reason that niggas got mad stories is because... A lot of y'all motherfuckers don't know why your shit is acts of service. You just answered all the questions. Here was the response. And now it's like, yeah, figure out what that mean to you. So you can explain it to the person you're trying to be with. 
It's that simple, man. Great fucking question, dog. I, I shout out to that. I wish I had screening passes for the homie in New York. Um, I would send that, but since I don't, nigga, I'm at Candyman tomorrow. Uh, all right. Yo, I went to this uh, uh, Izzy Brothers concert over the weekend and shit. They was at one day after Aretha. Yeah. Okay. How was that? Uh, really good concert. Uh, oh. Shaka Khan, I'm in love. Uh, who knew? I you did, ain't know Shaka Khan was cold? I, I, I saw you post that on the story. I didn't know. Man, you ain't never seen it side by side with her and Nikki. I didn't I didn't realize wow. that either until, until wow. then. Like it's, it's a, a new revelation and shit. Like I really Wow. I mean, you don't know who Shaka Khan is, but I ain't never really paid attention. Yeah. And I was like, I think I'm in love with a sixty year old woman. Anyway, uh I ain't mad. But no, what I reason I, I thought about this was like, yo, it was somebody that was in front of me, and they Facebook live the entire concert. Mm. I looked, and it was nobody on live. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Like, yo. So I was like, yo, like yo, sure, old girl in New York, we go <laughs> go to the uh, to the Candyman tomorrow. This Facebook just live, live the whole shit, shit dog. It wasn't nobody on oh, the live, dog. That's like, funny as fuck, man. Like the whole <laughs> yeah, concert. Yeah. First, I'm like, what kind of battery this motherfucker got? Yeah. Because <laughs> your phone should be and They dead, had to have a Mophie pack on that bitch. I'm like, shit. That's funny, dog. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, ain't nobody on this fucking live, man. Oh, man. Facebook dog. live, by the way. That is funny, dog. Was why, why was you on Facebook live? She was an old woman, too. Oh, well, there like, you go. Okay, the Graham live ain't her thing, bro. Oh, man. That's really fucking funny. Oh, man. Salute to the homie for that letter. That was a great conversation. I really appreciated that. Um... All right, let's get into Poetic Justice, dog, what the people came here for. Man, we got to do Kendrick Poetic Justice, dog. Oh, we shit. Gotta, we got to kick oh, that shit off. Oh, shit. Hold up. We can't just go into <laughs> and Poetic I mean, Justice without I mean, Poetic Justice. And then we can't just not talk about Kendrick, nigga. <laughs> this nigga about to. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Say if you a bad bitch, put your hands up high. Hands up high. Hands up high. Tell them dim the lights down right now. Talking about dark moon perfume. Go, go. I recognize your fragrance. Hold up, you ain't never gotta say shit. And I, I thought you was gonna kick this shit off with this joint. So it's funny. Watching the movie yesterday, I just started listening to Mad Pop. Mm-hmm. Re- and then on the way here, I was still listening to Mad Pop. And right when I pulled up, literally, it had went to um what the fuck did I open up with? Yo, Moby, man. Yeah, man. it went it went right to that. God damn it. Old school. Yeah, why the fuck am I blanking on that? I am a terrible Tupac fan. But um, no, it went directly to uh to that Temptations. That's oh, what temptations. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went directly to Temptations as I parked the truck and I was like, I gotta play this on the pod, nigga. And I hadn't even thought about Poetic Justice till man. right now. And that shit sounded great, by the way. Man, I'm so impressed by Tupac's acting, dog. <laughs> I was really impressed. My nigga Pac was hitting inflections and and facial expressions and shit that I never really paid attention to. We always knew Pac was a talented actor. Yeah. We we knew that. We know the performing arts high school. We know all that shit. Him and Jada. We know from the beginning. We saw Juice. We saw all the other shit that Pac did, nigga. But I was like, yo, that nigga actually like low key killed. Dog. <laughs> like it was it was impressive. Bro. I think it was so impressive for me. Because he just felt like a real person. It was natural. It didn't it was feel natural. like somebody that was acting. Like, I can see myself having some of these same conversations. Yeah. And like, 
I just shit. I was like, yo, I hadn't watched it in such a long time. Yeah, I'm like yo, Pac was actually in his bag. It was a very very fucking like entertaining watch to see. Even the growth from Juice to this was like, yo, that nigga really was working on this. Dog. He must have been twenty three years old in this movie. Dog. Fam, dog. Um, John Singleton's second film. Because he had all the niggas from the first film in it, too. My Yo, <laughs> nigga that killed Ricky. The nigga from USC that recruited Ricky. So, so, uh, Ricky uh, and Doughboy Mama. Young Doughboy. story about my man who killed Ricky. Oh, Lloyd Avery. Oh, my God. So it's funny. That's one of the like very first things I ever saw on YouTube was a doc about him. Like Lloyd Avery, who killed Ricky and then also killed Q-Tip. Um, <laughs> fuck you killed Q-Tip for it. L.A. was wild back in the day, dog. You know this nigga went to Beverly Hills High School? Like, he not from that side, bro. Mm. It was literally the role in Boys in the Hood that made him start. Because on some method acting shit, he started hanging with the Bloods and doing all the shit in Compton. And then got down with the set. Nigga really became Blood. He was from the other—he wasn't from Beverly Hills. He was, like, from, like, a nearby area. But they was, like, by all accounts, this nigga was extremely middle class, (laughs) nigga, like— and the acting got him, dog. And and they was like, once he started kicking it with the Bloods to play that role, he was more and more enticed by the shit, got jumped in on the set, became gang for real, went to prison later in life. I think 2001, he went to prison for double homicide. Yeah. And then got killed by his celly on some wild shit. Nigga got killed and then put him in a fucking uh, uh, devil-worshipping seance shit like had him laid out in the cell on some wild shit dog but it's like bro that was literally not your path mm. man Lloyd Avery rest in peace to him dog talented motherfucker it was funny because watching this he only has you know short scenes in Bowman. he don't even speak in Boys in the Hood and had the one little small scene at the beginning in this but it was like that felt like that nigga really had a problem with this nigga cute like Yo, ain't that the nigga? Yo, was that that nigga? He asked his man like 12 times if that was man, that nigga. He disappeared. He was like, nah, man. That nah, nigga, that ain't him. You know, you playing a game and shit. And then that nigga say, nah, that's that pointy head, motherfucking dog. I'm like, yo, this nigga's hell bent. So, all right, let me tell you a little ant story. As a child, when people got killed in movies, I thought they got killed in real life. <laughs> I don't know why I went there. I just went there, dog. You was dead to me in real life. I was hurt that they killed Q-Tip in real life. And I was so fucked up by Poetic Justice five minutes in that I ain't want to see the rest of the movie. <laughs> so, so I ran out the Northwest, dog, on gonna, Grand River. I want to point out that you was uh, a fairly adolescent teenager yeah. by this no, time. No, 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 no. This is 93. Oh, yeah. So you was by. Okay. I'm nine. I'm a le- Okay. I'm okay. nine. Yeah. So I'm still, I'm at the Northwest tripped out. And then they shot Q-Tip, and I literally ran out the theater, nigga. And I was in the lobby, and I had to get dragged back in and come see this fucking movie. <laughs> that was the words that I got from mom, dog. But no, man, I don't kill nobody in a movie who I'm familiar with in real life, because then I'm just, I don't know what to do, dog. I was distraught. But um, John Singleton's second film, dog, let's, let's, let's talk about the run. We've done this before, but I always want to point it out again that this nigga's run was actually iconic, bro. 91, Boys in the Hood. 93 poetic justice only reason it wasn't released in 92 was because they filmed in 91 during the la riots that was like that had just ended so shit Pac was like 22 yeah so it's funny you know all the like damage and rubble you see in some of them scenes where they driving 
that was the real shit from the riots. Nigga, <laughs> like, no, that building just got burned down the other day. No, so Pac was born in seventy one. Yep. Is it this was born this was um ninety three when it was released. I mean when it was shot. When it was filmed it was ninety one. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, twenty years old, my nigga. Man. A twenty year old? That nigga's talent level, dog, crazy. Boys in the Hood, 91. Poetic Justice, 93. Higher Learning, 95. Rosewood, 97. Shaft, 2000. Baby Boy, 2001. Fast and the Furious, 03. Four Brothers, 05. Abduction. What the fuck was Abduction? I don't know, but right before Shaft, he could have he stepped away. He, he could have stopped. Been, and didn't been like, I would just been like a goat. Fam. Come back 20 years later, do a film. Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Rosewood. He literally could have stopped directing movies right there. And you've already had a classic fucking legendary career, dog. You came out the gate with four bangers, nigga. He came out on some DMX shit. I swear to God, I, I'm going to write a movie and, and produce a fucking movie. Uh, and it's going to be fire straight out the gate. Fam, looking at, you know, just doing my homework and shit. John started writing Poetic Justice in February of 91. They were done writing it in August of 91. The whole movie was done. He had gone through, done his edits. They said what took him the longest, the reason this wasn't written and filmed earlier, because he was trying to do the poems himself and he couldn't. So Mm. he finally had to get in touch with Maya Angelou. Had a whole different role for her, by the way. She was supposed to play a tarot reader and was going like have janet like she was gonna be in the movie earlier sit down with janet read her palm do all that shit and then basically tell her to go on a road trip like whatever you going through we'll, we'll go on a road trip and then he was like and eh. i think they did um oh shit i got something to tell you we'll get to it at the end of this but so they had done the audience screening like you know the early like preliminary yeah, shit where sure. they still figuring out the movie and nobody liked Maya Angelou in the fucking like tarot card shit. They was just like, eh, it don't work. It was a couple other scenes they eliminated because they was like, eh, it ain't work. The audience hated it. So he recast her as the family reunion. And yeah, and I thought that scene was kind of eh. It wasn't. So imagine her being a damn gypsy yeah. uh, sitting down <laughs> reading her palms and shit. But um, something else that I thought was deep. I got, I got a couple fun facts about this shit. So most of us know. Maya Angelou wrote all the poems in the movie. I never knew that John Singleton tried to write any of that shit himself. Shit came out like an Ice Cube song. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, they filmed during the riots. All the rubble and shit was real. Um, most people found this out recently because he mentioned it in an interview. Ice Cube turned down the role of Lucky. Mm. He said in the interview that he did it because he ain't feel like at the time he could like have like a romantic role and shit. He was like, and eh, I kind of looked at that like it would have been soft. He was like, at that point in my career, that felt soft to me, taking on that role. The real reason was they were filming at the same time as Trespass. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Trespass was going to be his first leading role, nigga. Shout out to Trespass. Um, the reason I say shout out to Trespass, you know my mom's worked at WJLB, right? Yes. So yes. back in the day, how they promoted movies was the, 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 the station would give tickets away. So mm-hmm. we went to the tickets away. And now I think about it. John Singleton was there mm. because the director of the movie and shit, they'll be out there answering questions and shit before and after. The reason I say shout out to Trespass is because I got a poster of the movie from Trespass. Oh, shit. And then I drew Ice Cube from it, right? And okay. it was a cold Ice Cube drawing. Okay. Took that shit to school and it was like, yo, this is dope. Can you get, can, can you do another one? So then I just traced the picture I had already drew and I started selling them bitches for $3. <laughs> so like, yo. First time I got paid for some art 
was uh, off of Ice Trespass, Cube. Trespass. Ice Cube poster. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I can draw and shit too, people. And that's the random. And I paint a little bit shit, too. Dog. Same though. Nigga, creators create. Nigga, what y'all know? Um, all right, I got some other little fun facts from this shit. And I work with Charco. You know, dog, who uh, at the beginning when they first showed Joe Torrey, he playing darts with the Hispanic dude. Yeah. That was Janet Jackson's husband at the time. Oh, word. Renee Elizado. Mm. Yeah, that was her first. <laughs> eh, I think her second husband. I think Yo, she that married. That shit the, was mad racist back That before. whole scene <laughs> was racist as fuck. But, nigga. like, it didn't matter because that was just how niggas. It was funny. That was banter from people back and then. And back then, the offense levels were a lot lower than yeah. they are today. And it was like. Yo, the homie, the homies in the essays is like, ah, yeah, you know. that's how they kicked it, dog. And the greatest word of all time got created there, yamps. Yeah, the young tramp, nigga. I said yamps up until how old am I about to turn? Thirty seven. So up until thirty six, <laughs> I was saying yamps. <laughs> I was saying in yamps real life, up until, though. It's my favorite word Last ever. Last night dog. when they said, I was like, is that what this shit came? Yes, from? it is, nigga. <laughs> Me, it was funny. Me and my sister started saying it immediately. Like after the movie, it became, it was locked in, dog. We can act like this movie don't have this movie shit don't have an impact on actual culture and people. Mm-hmm. It does. It really does. Because when Bam. Juice was over. Huh. Now, no, I'm sorry. When above the rim was over, Nick, the very next day, niggas was slicing their fucking tongues up with razor blades. Literally they trying that to. Hey, guess what? My number one school of choice for college was Georgetown. It happened the day I saw above the rim, nigga. Oh my nigga. When what year would above the rim come out? Uh, let me not lie. I want to say '94, but I could be wrong. Hold up. Uh, '94. Yep. Yep. I'm trying to think. Because, like, Georgetown was the shit. Fam, I had my sets, my eyes set on nothing but Georgetown from that day, bro. When did Iverson go to Georgetown? Uh, shit, 95. Draft in 96. Come on, man. Hey, I want, like, the the culture, nigga. The impact that we don't even sub the culture, dog. Georgetown was the shit, shit. Boy, you couldn't tell us nothing, nigga. And. Fuck that Matumbo went there. Oh, fuck that the fuck? Patrick Ewan went there. Or not Matumbo, pardon me. Alonzo Mourning, nigga. Like, fuck all them niggas. When Ivo and motherfucking Kyle Lee Watson. As a 12-year-old, in 94, I was 12 years old. Yeah. How, where the fuck would I hear Georgetown at? Man, Other than somebody thing. probably like, oh, Patrick Ewan. I knew Patrick Ewan college. and Alonzo went there. Yeah. But when Kyle Lee Watson and Iverson went... It hit different, dog. Yeah. It hit different. That's just what it was. This culture shit is real. And to your point, nigga, the razor blade, I tried that shit. As soon as I cut the inside of my mouth, I ain't tried no more. But I tried it. I fucking tried it, nigga. And and that's just, nigga, hooping alone on the court. I got that from Leon, nigga. It's in my backyard. Nigga, I'll be out there with no ball. I got that from my brother don't want to come out here and play with me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I'm Nigga. Beat. No, I low-key at the NBA inside stuff went out. I had the, the most. Yeah. I'm going outside. I got it from, hey, I'm going to go up here early before the bigger niggas get up here who really be hooping. I ain't ready yet, nigga. And I'm wearing my Jordans. I'm not trying to get my shit stole, bro. But, hey, Leon could do it. I could do it, dog. This shit is influential for real, man. Um, Something else. Oh, nigga, this was something that I did not know till I did this research. So, you know, uh, Lucky Cousin Khalil, how he kept playing his music throughout. Yeah. Did you know that was Coolio? Uh, that was all music from Coolio's first album. 
almost because I, I think he said Coolio in one of the songs. He might have because it was all Coolio first. Because I was thinking, I was uh-huh. like, oh shit, niggas did you? Because I, I I watched this shit last night. I'm thinking like, yeah, oh, yeah niggas did listen to Coolio. I forgot. Yeah, Coolio's a fucking legend, dog. And I I had no clue that all of that music was his, bro. None whatsoever. Um, we already mentioned this, but it was mad niggas from Boys in the Hood there. So dog who killed Ricky, the dude who recruited Ricky to USC that came by that night. Um, my man with the baby uh, pacifier. Yep, yep. I, I, I had a pacifier when I was. Yeah, there. my nigga Dookie. Yeah, my nigga Dookie. D- did you ever go to the pacifier route? One hundred percent. Like, come yeah. on, my nigga. Like, I had a whole baby bottle in my mouth at seven, <laughs> nigga. The fuck is you talking about? No, I definitely did the pacifier. Um, Doughboy and Ricky's mom was yep. the owner of the salon, but then niggas didn't catch. Young Doughboy was in the beginning when she sent him to the store and told her, go get some and bring her Hell change. yeah. Like, mad niggas was in this shit. But that's just like how we was talking about with the uh, the movies that are being produced here in Detroit. They have yeah. a lot of the same characters because mm-hmm. that's what you, like, I trust these people with my vision. So you know what's funny? Um, it's a scene, the scene, and I picked up on this this time. I don't think I ever paid attention to this shit. When Chicago... Smack Aisha. She was like, I'm gonna get Dookie and Monster to fuck you up. So then I had to go look it up. I was like, wait, was her name Aisha in Boys in the Hood? No, it was a totally different character. John just threw that in there, nigga. She, and I'm like, she could have seriously been the same girl from Boys. But think about this. Yeah. All these movies that John created is in the same universe. No, he, so I, last night I literally put it together and was like, dog, this nigga created the first like multiverse, bro. For sure. Because all this, nigga, to the point that. The scene where Tupac is telling his mama that the daughter got to come live there, that's baby boy. Guess what? The daughter, I know her. (laughs) Oh, straight? We friends on Instagram. Uh Oh, shit. Like, she had like a full-grown adult with the use of like, like, that's the homie. That's wild, But she is the daughter in the Tupac Um, movie. uh, From, um, what you call it? When that nigga told Jennifer Lewis, shout out to Jennifer Lewis for just being great. When he told her she got to come live with us. And she asked that nigga if he was going to take care of her because I didn't raise my kid. And he goes and sits down on the couch and pulls the fucking Sega out and start playing. That's Baby Boy. And I'm like, I get why John wanted Pac to play Baby Boy originally, nigga, because we had it right here with Lucky, dog. Like, the whole vision was right there, bro. Can I be honest? What's happening? I'm not a fan of Baby Boy. No, I think Baby Boy is one of the worst movies of all time. It's a trash movie. It's so bad, dog. Like It's It's so bad. And it's not funny bad. It's like... It, it's like moments that me and my homie, my one of my homegirls got together. Like, yeah. oh, fuck you, Jody. I hate you, Jody. Yeah. All that shit. But other than that, like, it's a horrible movie. Fam, you cannot talk to me about toxic relationships and tell me you love Baby Boy. I'm, outside of the toxic relationship, it's just a bad no, it's movie. Ba- it's terrible. It's terrible, dog. Um, I hope y'all don't mind. I mean, y'all can, you know, disprove of the comments and then hey, look, it's a trash movie. I didn't like it at the theater. I saw Baby Boy in Birmingham, Alabama, back at a family reunion. And I went to the midnight show with my sister. She had to go. I ain't want to go, but I'm not letting my sister go to fucking midnight show by herself. We went to go see that shit, dog. I've never been more upset at my sister than I was in that moment. Like, fam, this shit was two hours of trash, dog. I don't like Tyrese as an actor, so we can start right there. That nigga's one of the worst. Um, Cuba Gooden Jr. brother was the only parts that I even liked. That nigga was funny as Peanut. Yeah, but... He- but he at was this, also horrible. At this particular moment, we only seen him on like Nickelodeon type shit. So this was like a real shock. And yeah. I didn't believe anything. Yeah. Shakari Richardson just tweeted, only way from ninth is up. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> Big facts. How about this? 
they just did that 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 track over. It's usually only eight slots. Yeah. <laughs> you got the worst you ever. You double bust. You double bust. <laughs> like, it's never, it's never nine. It's never nine. Shit. You wouldn't even been. <laughs> Niggas added an extra person in. They uh, beat you, too. I'm God sorry. God damn it. That's the jokes. Uh, no, no, no. Jo- so here's the other thing real quick, and we're going to get back to the movie. And I've been drinking now, so. Yeah. Yo, fam. Almost bought us some thought juice and grabbed the fucking Limeritas. Mm. Mainly because I don't think I ever realized they was eight percent alcohol, mm. and when it was like beaming at me when I get to brew, and I was like, "Next pod, I might gotta go that route. I don't know. Maybe I'll bring some tequila to lighten them up." But um, no. So on the Shakari shit, real quick, y'all clown Brian, Katie, Steph, Kobe, niggas find a way to clown Jordan by talking about the competition and shit and all that back in the day. Pippen helped him; he couldn't win shit. You know why you can't clown Shakari? But don't do that. I hate that, you know bro. It's sports. Her. You know why you can't clown her, though. <sighs> I ain't going to say it. You know what I'm saying? But you know why you can't. I hate that, dog. It's sports. Like, you got to let niggas critique sports, bro. And we got one thing that we do. Like, fuck. Let me. Fam, because this is what I start thinking. I'm like, nigga, didn't y'all share the fucking Nate Robinson getting knocked out meme for about three weeks, nigga? He ain't even a boxer, and y'all shared him getting knocked out for weeks because y'all thought it was funny. Ain't nobody memeing her. We ain't clowning. We just got jokes. I'm surprised she ain't get. If it wasn't for the crate challenge, she'd have got meme this weekend. I mean, they did have that one meme I sent you where she had the Tims on. Oh. That was funny. <laughs> I laughed at that really hard, and I'm never going to not laugh at it, nigga, because she was running with the fucking big butters on. Dog. Anyway, back to fucking um, Poetic Justice. Off top, just reviewing this movie... However, I don't know how long it's been since you watched Poetic Justice, but how did you feel about this shit watching it now? Um, I thought that it was a really good movie uh, for somebody doing their second movie. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been watching the movies lately, and some professional, some semi-professional, some, and I'm like, some things I'd be like, well, why would a person leave this in the movie? Yeah. Why would the yeah. person... I thought this was a a, a, a a relatively complete. He told a story. Yeah, and I think I thought there was enough subtle messages in the movie. Yeah, where it never came across like it was, um, like it was trying to beat you over the head. But like, yeah. I, I think I think it was trying to say something right there. Yeah, I um, I looked at this movie. And found it way more entertaining than I did when I was young. And not that I, I never disliked Poetic Justice. I always thought it was a classic. But I used to, you know, I wasn't really the biggest fan of Janet's acting. It was some scenes where I just kind of hate. And I still kind of turn my nose up at some parts. Like the part where uh, they was in a room at the end when she finally got to Oakland and got in the hotel with her, her boss and shit, the owner of the salon. She told her, don't assume shit because you make an ass out of you. And I was just like, that's Janet. Like quote. I was like, hang that up. Like, I don't I don't want you saying that. But that's not on her. You know what kind of d- distracted me this whole movie? What? I kept looking at Janet and seeing Michael. Mm. Look just like him. I was like. Look just like him. Like, what's this, this is Michael Look Jackson. fucking just like him, dog. It's kind of disturbing. Um. I enjoyed the fuck out this movie, dog. This Janet acted really well. So I wasn't as mad at her act. I was mad at scenes like the one I just mentioned. She had like two or three of them, but other than that, I was her and Pac had great chemistry, especially to know like she was requiring that nigga to get to. So let me let me send you this actually. I'm okay. Glad you, I'm glad you uh, mentioned that. Uh, I'm gonna send you this shit to play. 
so people can hear for themselves. All right. A-N-T, boom, there we go. All right, let me see. Now, Janet does have a different story now. Oh, than the one we learned? Yeah. All right. But so let's get into it. Why are you always so mad? You must ain't got no man because you don't never smile. Do you? What do you want from me? Nothing. Think you kind of fly. There's an article um, that talks a lot about um, the fact that when you were making the movie and there was going to be a love scene, Janet Jackson insisted that you have an AIDS test and you said, forget it. Yeah. Is that true? That's absolutely true. It wasn't, I don't know if it was Janet that it came from, but I know that they suddenly, out of the blue, they wanted me to take an AIDS test for this love scene. And I, I did not agree, I did not disagree if we were really going to make love. I said, if I can make love with Janet Jackson, I'll take four <laughs> AIDS tests. But if I'm going to do a love scene with her, just like somebody else did, and they didn't take a test. I'm not taking a test. Not only am I not taking the test, but get out of my trailer. You know, I was like, and they sent like four different people to ask me, like somebody else asking me. First they sent the producer, then they sent the black dude, then they sent John, then they sent the girl. You know, it don't matter who you send, I'm not taking one. It's just, to me, it was just like a, an insult, you know, just to ask me that. Another thing that was written in this article was that, you know, you got on very well while you were making the movie, but then afterwards she changed her number. Is that true? Yeah, I heard that. I mean, I probably wasn't intentional. Everybody changed their number, but, I mean, it was so, I thought, I really thought I made a friend. I thought, I, was, oh, I know Janet Jackson for life, you know. So the movie was always like, this number has been changed. And it was like a movie. Oh shit! She was on um, uh, Real ninety two point three LA a couple years ago. And said uh, Tupac could have got her number if she really wanted it or some shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I to get my number. Here's the thing: I don't imagine that Pac couldn't have gotten your number. But like, but I, if I had it, when I and you it? changed it, and I called it and got the this number's been changed. I'm not because now I feel personal, even if it wasn't because I nigga. You're Janet Jackson. I'm pretty sure you've changed your number a lot. I'm never getting somebody's number and calling them who did not give me their number. (laughs) Unless it's like, yo, call this person about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If it's an opportunity, that's different. I did last week. Remember I told you about the one shit? Yeah. I called like, yo, hey. Such and such told me like, oh shit, you know, I'm still on LA time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, let me give yeah. you a call back. Never heard from the nigga. Hey man. So I'm only giving you one call because And that's it. I can't I can't do more than that. Yeah. But like, you know. Because at a certain point I'm doing a lot. Yeah, I'm and doing I, a lot. I, I, I don't like doing too much. Yeah. I don't like how I feel when I feel like I'm doing too much. So, you know, the time's gonna come. Yeah. And, you know. Hey, I've said this a million times. I'm gonna say it one more time. When me and Shorty get married, I'm not talking like months later. I'm not talking a year later. I'm talking about the day we get married. I'm changing my number. Mm. And only like 12 people are getting it. <laughs> well, nigga, I it's going to be a lovely day, dog. I done had my telephone number for 20 years. So I got my phone number in 2000. Yeah. It 21 was, years. It was, two, it was either 2000 or 2001. I can't remember exactly. So I was doing the, on the, at the end. No, it was it was definitely two thousand. Yeah, I would say two thousand and one. Yeah, I got mine. Um, it it started with a little Nokia that I got from Video One in Oak Park on Nine Mile and Coolidge, 
And then I've had this same number. I got a big fat construction Nextel after that. And I just kept rotating this number. And I've had this bitch since 2000, dog. You know, my, my girlfriend at the time. Uh-huh. I was working at Sears in the paint department. Shout out to Sears. Because I be painting and shit. Um, and ask me. No, actually, don't ask me shit about painting. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Apparently, I be telling y'all to do stuff that I really don't want y'all to do. Uh, Facts. <laughs> I didn't want to get y'all these candy man tickets. No uh. But she popped up. Uh, I, I, I used to change my phone number like all the time. And my mom was like, you need to stop changing your, your number. Because every time I would have a different number on the refrigerator. If they yeah. <laughs> and she popped up on my job. With a new phone and a new phone number that yeah. she got in my name with using my social security number. Okay. That I did not know that she knew. Didn't authorize that at all. <laughs> I'm like, yo, how you know my, I don't even know my social security number. I'm like 18. That's funny. It's <laughs> but I had that number ever since. I had that, sp that Sprint Sanyo yeah. boy with the. My mom got her Amex in my name. <laughs> and I didn't know it for like a long I don't even know that she knows I know it I only know it because it's on my credit report <laughs> And I'm like One day I'm going to tell her <laughs> like, you know, So it's funny because recently Her MX got uh, It got hacked mm. And somebody put like $2,400 or something On it but they called to clear it first Because it was in California And uh, when they called so she called me furious Somebody da 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 And I was like in my mind I was like they did that to my car they got my Amex shit, nigga. But I was like, you know, I'm going to let her rock. I'm going to let her rock, dog. Like, uh, You know I know, right? <laughs> so like, mom never gets this deep into the podcast, so I know she'll never hear this part, nigga. But um, anyway, uh, dog, so it's funny. About the Pac shit we just listened to. In the movie, she even asked that nigga when he was like, I got to tell you something. She was like, lucky, don't tell me you got something. <laughs> like, damn. Damn, like her camp. Did they cut the love scene out? So they never recorded it. Mm. So I, because Pac would take the test. Yeah. So they did. It's a few scenes they cut out. They said it's one. You know when they go to that little African festival and they walking around that. They said she had a flashback or like a like just like a dream sequence and shit when her and Pac were walking through and then she kind of shifts into this dream sequence and she's walking through like a field of flowers and shit walking a horse and that's when Maya Angelou was supposed to be or I'm sorry when Janet was supposed to be reading Phenomenal Woman mm. and then they was like the little test audience was like yeah that's the stupidest scene I've yeah, ever seen shit, in my wow. life yo because <laughs> they was like when she gets to the end of the little meadow like Pac is there waiting on it and they was like this is the worst scene I've ever seen in my life like, we don't want to see Tupac like this <laughs> cut that out I don't want Pac at the end of a meadow nigga like I'm sorry nigga. <laughs> like I get why Cube turned this down now. I want Pac holding the meadow nigga literally <laughs> literally um, and then they said it was another scene they said they cut out it's gonna come to me but Let's talk about the beginning of the movie, bro. Because what I didn't realize till I read the synopsis when I ordered this shit last night, this is how lazy I am. The DVD was upstairs. I got four dollars, dog. I'm not standing. I rented the shop Apple too. I literally sat right there and was like, "I'm about to buy it." I was like, "I wasn't giving them the twelve, dog." I was like fifteen dollars. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't doing that. But I wasn't walking upstairs to get this shit at fucking eleven o'clock. So, reading the synopsis, I didn't realize that. Markel Q-Tip getting killed stopped her from going to college like that was what this was supposed to be and I think he was setting up the higher learning verse in this moment nigga because justice was supposed to be going to school and doing all this and then her boyfriend gets killed and now it pivots her life and she don't know what to do with her life no more who the fuck knew so 
in the beginning, Justice and Markel chilling at the drive-in. He trying to fuck because in the 90s at the drive-in, that's what I thought you did. In the 90s? Now at the drive-in because I don't like going in the movie theater, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> don't touch me. I want to watch. Sorry, shorty. Trying to watch uh, Marvel. <laughs> Black Widow's on. But no, back in the night, that's literally all we heard that niggas did. Like, when I was a kid, I thought you went to the drive-thru to fuck, nigga. Like, I, I thought that was the, the point. Like, why would I go to the drive-in if we weren't fucking, nigga? So when Q-Tip was trying to get it in, I was like, yeah, that's that's part of course. Like, part while the you course. Was, when they was doing the, the, slow pan, the, so, the slow pan, you seen people windows fogged up. Fam, it was like, this is what you do. Oh, shit, wait. Before we get into the movie details, Rob Silver sent a voice note. Oh, that's what's up. All right. He said this is his favorite Tupac performance of all time. I can see why. All right, let's go. Uh, the homie Rob Silver, what up? What's up, fellas? This is your boy. And the first on. time in 10 weeks we don't ask where Rob is at. He's apparently he's on a on a uh, a, a Delta flight. <laughs> he's, he's boarding the flight. They're about, to, they're about to get the plane together and shit. At JFK, by the way. Nigga. Like, this is not LaGuardia noise in the yeah. background. This is JFK. Rob Symphony Silver. <laughs> Rob Symphony Silver. about poetic justice. Man, this was the movie, fellas, that proved to me that Tupac Shakur was going to be a great leading man. And had he not died, I think he might have had a bigger impact as an actor than he was as a rapper. And that is saying a lot, being that Pac is my all-time favorite MC. He was incredible in this movie. I mean, every time he came on the screen, he commanded the, the, the screen with his presence. Uh, the chemistry between him and Janet, even though they had friction on the set, was tremendous. And quick question for you fellas. Has there ever been another movie where two of the biggest stars in music history were co-stars, were the leading actors in a movie. Um, I was trying to think of another. Maybe you guys could come up with an answer. I could, I could not. Love this movie. John Singleton has always put out quality throughout his entire career. Park was tremendous. Uh, I hated the fuck out of Joe Torrey. He got what he deserved, but he was good. <laughs> Regina King was Regina King. And while Janet had yet to develop into a very credible actress as she would years later working for Tyler Perry. And she carried her part well and god damn, she looked thick as all outdoors. This was the best <laughs> Janet ever looked, in my opinion. Uh, one last thing I'm going to mention about this movie. This was 1993. When was the last time before this movie, did you see a drama that focused on romance? You had a black couple romance, which was very rare back in 93 for a drama. I know you had Boomerang was a romantic comedy the year before, but other than that, how many other movies can you think of that focus on black romance oh. in a drama? Peace and blessings, brothers. Talk to y'all soon. His next one, Higher Learning, was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, we, we had a couple. Uh, uh, hold up. I'll, matter of fact, I'm going to answer that right now. 
Why you? He why, said before ninety three, right? Yeah. Okay. Why you looking for that? I'm gonna have to go uh, belly two waist deep with the game and Tyrese. <laughs> the two at the top yeah. of the game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Waist deep. Okay. Oh shit. Nicks was all over the chart. Yo, at that time. fucking signs of love making couldn't have been bigger at that time. Dog. <laughs> fucking hated to love it was huge, nigga. I'm saying it's a, that's I pair, but look, that's that's it. Yo, so Rob, I actually I I knew the answer to this, but I wanted to verify before I said it. A drama centered around romance before '93. It was rare. I agree Colors. with you. I used to live down. To, oh no, nah. Deuce here, OG Mama Johnson. Or My South dumb ass start rapping Kumo D. First of all, um, because <laughs> Ice King and Kumo D sound alike when they rap. Again, I just went there. Jungle Fever, Jungle Fever. That was your. I mean, it wasn't. If the if the question's about two black leads, then I get it because the girl he was having an affair with wasn't black, but. It was a black movie centered around romance, and it was drama. Yeah, but it was Fever is is about black and white, or Puerto Rican, or whatever she was. Or no, she was Italian in the movie. That's what it was. Was she? Yeah, because that was the whole. Be you know, Spike was still on his uh, what's the name shit, uh, um, with the Italians in New York, man. Uh, so Jungle Fever, maybe that might be a stretch. Um. Mississippi Masala with Denzel. Nope, she wasn't black neither. God damn it. I Rob might have a point if we're talking about two black leads, man. All right. Rob, appreciate that letter first or that uh, voice note. I agree with you. This was a fucking excellent performance by Pac, dog. Like, I, I'm really happy with how well Tupac killed in this movie. But before we get to Pac, let's get to how we even get to Pac. So we at the beginning... They had to drive in. Q-Tip's trying to get it in. Janet wasn't with the smoke. Told that nigga, go get her some fucking... Uh, this is where all the girls learned that they wanted some jujubes from the damn concessions. Y'all ain't even like them shits. Yo, she was asking for a lot. Fam. Bonbons and shit. Nigga, jujubes, popcorn. Put the butter and salt on. Goddamn, nigga. You ain't coming with? So the first lesson learned here is... <laughs> Go to concession stand when y'all get there, dog. Don't go mid-movie, bro. Like, it can it can only be bad from there. So on his way to the joint, she was like, you know, she had asked him, do you love me or whatever, and he told her. She was like, she did the girl thing. Why do you love me? What do you love about me? He like, uh, I just do, nigga. So then he circled back around with her and was like, when I was locked up in the county jail, <laughs> he used to write me them poems and shit. I love that about you. So when he came back with the snacks... She's ready to fuck now because now he gave her a good reason to love her and shit. The problem was when he went to see the snacks, he saw a dog that killed Ricky and it wasn't good. Nigga. They had beef with him in the mall. They had some words. Apparently this nigga was talking shit. Don't even for sure know if it was cute. Well, actually, we did learn it because when he got back in the car, he I said think, it. Yeah, I think I see them niggas. Uh... I had beef with the other day. Why she ignore that whole comment, though, and keep unbuttoning her little cardigan and shit? Like, fam, I just told you I seen the bloods. These niggas is bloods. Like, come on, dog. She ignored that shit, unbuttoned her shit, tried to get busy, took Q-tip off his square, and he did not see it coming, nigga. Shout out to the way they filmed that, by the way. That looked really dope. Like, yeah. her looking at him all sultry and shit, and then them eyes get big, like, and then the gun comes to the back of that nigga head, that's so fucked up that, like, yo, he was talking shit 
We must kill murder. Him now. Murder, bro. Something else that I don't know if I've ever said on this pod, but it is a one hundred percent fact. When I was a child, L.A. used to scare the daylights out of me, nigga. Mm-hmm. And this is when I lived on Six and Myers, nigga. And so funny, me too, right? <laughs> yeah. So we go to family unions, and they be like, "We tell them from Detroit." This is like right after the. Um, this is one, spe- one specific thing, right after the Pistons won their championship. Okay. And right after the shooting at the fireworks. Got you. So we went down there, and they was all like, yo, y'all live in Detroit. I'm like, nigga, it ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? And they was like, well, when the last time? So, so. I was like, well, well technically last week. Uh, yeah. And I knew uh, uh, one of my homeboys got shot. Him and his girlfriend got shot down there. Damn. I was like, well, well I'm like, well, technically. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so when you be like, oh, shit, uh, I guess we do, like, live in this n- to and it's, us, very normal. Yeah. To everybody else, super violent. It's crazy. And it's funny. I saw a meme the other day that said being from Detroit makes you feel safe everywhere you go. Yeah. It does give you some level of like, mm, I'm straight or I'm not worried. Like, I don't walk around with that worry. But as a kid, all I heard about Compton, on the news was LA. Compton, South Central LA. From all Gang aspects. shootings. From gang crack, to the police. Police. Nigga, I was obsessed with the Rodney King case, nigga. I was obsessed with OJ. Like, these were things that everything that's ever been made, I've been obsessed since they was first on the news, And bro. we got a different culture in the city. Right? Yeah. Like, when you in the hood, you know you in the fucking hood. In L.A., you be somewhere with palm trees. I'm not expecting to get shot Fam. under a palm tree. Yo. This, you don't know when you in a dangerous neighborhood. because This street is, is beautiful to me, <laughs> nigga. And it's 85 all the time. Like, what, 85 and sunny? You know, if they had snow in L.A., their murder rate would be different. Oh, niggas would be in the house. Like, y'all don't ever, y'all don't y'all ever never have to sh- go in the house. I'm killing year-rounds. It's hot. Go inside. And, and if you saw me yesterday, nigga, when it if- was fucking 95 degrees here in Detroit, I was irritated. I was ready to shoot. My nigga, when we in a murder cap, we not far off. Uh, think of if we had summer all year round. Nah, nah. Nigga, we and know it never how, rained. We know how Detroit acts <laughs> for two months. And it don't rain. <laughs> Our summer right now for the last few years has lasted about two and a half months. We're in the middle of that two and a half right now. We know what Greek Town doing, nigga. They're fooling. They fighting with the cops every weekend. My nigga. And it's fucked up because I know one of the cops. He be inciting the fights. Like, it, And these are like, it's not gangs. These are regular no, people. Yeah, no, this is not Bloods <laughs> and Crips. This is Bob and Chris. <laughs> like, this, is, this is Joe and Bob. This is literally them, Joe nigga. and Tim out there scrapping Dog, the and they going hard like, every week, nigga. What's wrong with y'all niggas? The dog? video a few weeks ago where one cop just walked up to Dog and socked him, I wasn't nigga. mad. It was like, I wasn't even mad. I was like, eh, the niggas had a tough weekend the weekend before. So now they doing it on like a Wednesday, nigga. Like I'm like, is yo, would you rather nigga sock the shit out of somebody or shoot? Or shoot, yeah. All right, you know. Hey. Screw up. Knock him out and, and hope his head don't hit the ground, nigga. That's all we got, bro. Um, but yeah, dog, LA used to scare the shit out of me, and this first scene of the movie was the reason why. A conversation or a little disagreement in the mall where niggas was talking shit and then it never went anywhere. Because if you was going to kill me, why you ain't kill me at the mall? Like, what happened at the mall? But re-watching this movie, so I know Lloyd Avery became blood in real life. I imagine him the same way as uh, Stacy off the wood, our nigga, mm-hmm. DeAndre, yeah. him. I feel like if niggas is blood in real life, I'm blood in everything I'm gang in, nigga. Like, we're not not playing blood. Stacy from the Wood been a blood in everything he been in the gang in. That's just what it is. So I feel like Lloyd Avery was a blood. Uh, they ain't say it, 
but it's kind of one of them like underlying you just know. Yeah. And then I looked at Q-Tip Fit, and I'm like, he was kind of blue, had the dark denims on. He might have been Crip, so it might have been deeper than just we was talking shit in the mall. It's nigga, I'm gang, you gang, and we ain't saying gang, nigga, what up? But either way, it was that simple, a disagreement or an argument in the mall. Days later, bow, I came, I followed you to your car. Wasn't even 100% sure if you was you. My man was like, no, that's not him. Yeah. It, no, that's not him. His man really was in the Street Fighter, dog. Like, I just want to play this game, and we ain't even at the movie to enjoy the movie. You had to drive in playing a video game. Why well, had to drive in with another nigga? Yo, it's so many facts right now. <laughs> like, who was the random niggas fighting outside the concession stand? Nigga? In regular clothes. And like, it was like, it like, was like khakis a, a Asian dude, a black dude, a white dude. Like, y'all was all here to see this? They got on the cardigan and khakis. Like, what was this movie <laughs> that they was watching? <laughs> Yo. Because they had the funny girl. Yeah, and then Billy Zane, nigga, yeah. who fucked up. Didn't, wasn't he from Titanic or some shit, nigga? Zane Chronicles? That's not him? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um... No, them niggas was out there scrapping. Dog came up, shot Q-tip in the head. Blood splashed all over Janet titties. What I would have liked is a date. Mm, Just to kind of, yeah. Because how old was she? So reading the synopsis and it saying she was supposed to be going to college when he got killed, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. And they didn't give us a- Q-tip old as fuck. Q-tip been old, nigga. He was 30 years old. Q-tip was never not 30, (laughs) nigga. At any point in his life, Q-tip was never not 30, dog. Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) Why they found the New Yorkest nigga of all time to come be in this? Higher Learning was a love story and it had Ice Cube and Busta Rhymes in it. But that was after 93. Mm. Oh, but to the other question- Biggest stars in the world. You right. Buster Rhymes. Was yeah, Buster Rhymes. At that point, he wasn't what he became. Yeah, but he was still a big star at that point, dog. Um, yo, man, I said this shit in the Facebook group, but you just mentioned higher learning, so I'm here now, dog. Big face Omar Epps is not working for me, bro. He just it looked weird. Like it's not. It's something in the acting that's not going right for me, dog. I'm not convinced. Because I watched that movie with him and Neil Long the other night because it was, for whatever reason, at the top of my Netflix. Like, we ain't already watched it. So I was like, you know what? Let me throw this shit on. I, I ain't watched it since me and Jay did the little quick pod on it. Yeah, that shit was wild. Bro, that was one of the worst. We was in that bitch falling, fighting back sleep. Nigga, we was all in the lobby trying to fall, not to fall asleep. The dude who played the husband, the light-skinned dude that be in everything, yeah. he deserves his flowers, first of all. Because that nigga's been in mad shit. I can't remember who it was. Stephen Bishop is dog name. Uh, the he being everything. He normally beating up a girl, or being like terrible. You know, as soon as you pull it up, Stephen Bishop, you gonna see that nigga. Your man. He can play black Puerto Rican. He can be all things, dog. Uh, how you sp- I think it's oh, Stephen yeah, Ph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. From yeah. Being, being Mary Jane. Yeah, being Mary Jane, nigga. He been in mad shit, dog. He deserves his flowers, but he also deserved a better movie than that because that shit was terrible. Anyway, after Q-Tip get killed, we don't get a timeline between when that happens and when she working at the salon, but apparently doing hair became what she went on to do instead of going to college. Probably was going to go to wherever Higher Learning took. Yo, I bet that was the plan. Because then Higher Learning was his next film. Nigga, John was already thinking 10 paces ahead, dog, with what he wanted to do. So he was moving ahead in the multiverse. Yeah. Yo, this is where she would have been. So let's go see what happened. Yep. Then let me she let me move forward. He created this whole, and we talked about it when we did the higher learning. Did we do that full higher learning review, or did we just talk about higher learning one day on the pod? 
I think we did yeah, a full sure review. We did a full review. But we talked about it on there. That nipple scene. <laughs> Yo, fam. Tyra Banks. <laughs> I ain't forgot about you, baby. Don't oh, you ever look that. That's why Omar Epps got the way he is, nigga. Because you did that to him and he lost all control, dog. That nigga, she looked that nigga nipples thought. for 10 minutes. Fam, Chris <laughs> Webber had. That was when it was over. We breaking up after you lick Omar Epps' nipples got hard. Yeah, that shit was wild. I, and you know what? After thinking about that, now I see why Janet wanted Pac to get to test, nigga. Because <laughs> if this was John Singleton had in mind, dog, you got to get right, bro. Um, Janet goes. She started doing hair. Just as she started doing hair, she worked the salon. It's where she meet Pac. Lucky come up in there. He the, he the post office. I kind of like the way this flowed, right? Because we got how she became sort of dark, wear black, deep. I write poetry. We we got all that shit up front. Then when she meets Lucky, it goes from him coming in the salon to meet her to him going to his job and then him going to his life. Like, it rolled into their lives. You know what I didn't like about this shit, though? What? It was like, yo, somebody, somebody said like, he worked at the, she was talking about um, somebody working at the post office. Like, yeah. you know them niggas don't make no money. Like what the fuck you need some like what do you what does this mean? Yeah, I it, especially in '93. Like, wh- like what are we talking about, dog? <laughs> like what you wanted him to do, nigga? Like yo, he's the one nigga in LA that don't he ain't in a gang and he works. The like, post office do pay well. They right? pay well, <laughs> far as I know, and they got benefits. And as Pac so eloquently put it, and at I'm least in I'm union. in the union. Nigga, because Joe Torrey wasn't even in the union, dog. Right, nigga, you, uh, you damn near contract worker, nigga. Yeah, nigga, I'm in the fucking union, dog. So, yeah, I didn't know what else they wanted from Pac. Like, he's actually living a good life, far so as we know. To, you want him to be a, like a baller? Or like, you want to be a gun? He got to go become blood. Especially when you said you don't, you only deal with one street pharmacist. Oh, she got so offended by that. Speaking of Pac and bloods, though. Here's a little fucking fact that I did not know. <laughs> this shit was actually kind of wild to me once I really started reading it. Hold up, where this shit go, bro? So, how about Pac got into a real fucking altercation with some of the bloods on the set? The blood who he first started arguing with, like, they had him as extras and shit, so I don't know what scene they was in, but the one he started arguing with said Pac started throwing crip signs up at him. Like and like directly doing it, but Pac was like, "Nigga, that wasn't the case at all." But either way, them niggas got into it, and Maya Angelou broke the fight out. <laughs> that really happened, bro. Sounds about right. Yeah, Maya Angelou came and broke that shit up. They said she calmed Pac down and and sat that nigga in the trailer and told him keep it professional. But they was like, the blood niggas was really on some like. I kind of remember him talking about. My angel calming him down. Yeah, him. yeah. They said she chilled him the fuck out. I thought that shit was so interesting. But um, this nigga Pac always fighting on the set. Pac is not fucking leaving your movie without a beef, nigga. I, you gotta, you can say what you want about Pac, but uh, respect the consistency, nigga. Niggas could not tell me he a fake gangster or a studio nothing. He was with the smoke in every story you in hear. Bro. Every situation, he did exactly what he said he was gonna do. Yeah. When he got robbed and got shot the first time, I went for my guns. Hey. When when I seen Orlando, like one of the homies said, "Yo, that's the nigga who robbed me and killed my chain." Hey. I went directly over there and stumped him out. Got killed for it. Got killed for it. But hey, when I saw when I saw Alan Hughes, Nick. when I <laughs> when I saw what it looked like to be two white dudes. Fucking with a black man mm-hmm. turned out to be two cops. I pulled my gun out and shot them niggas. Yep. Pop shot two cops and lived. <laughs> like I don't like in Atlanta. Tupac and lived. Shot two cops. 
Because they was fucking with a black man. Yeah. Yeah. Can't deny my dog. Can't deny my dog. whether that's a good idea to be that impulsive, we clearly know it was not, right? Hey, look. Pac was... But you can't say he wasn't what he said he was. And y'all know I'm not the fucking Zodiac nigga at all, but Pac was a Gemini's Gemini nigga. Like... And Pac ain't never claimed to be a drug dealer. At all. He never said I'm selling. He even said like, I, I tried to sell drugs. I didn't. I wasn't good at. Hey. it. I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> I feel you, Pac. <laughs> like, sold weed one day and I lost count of what I was supposed to be at. And I got mad at myself. Nigga, you owe me seventy dollars. Fuck. <laughs> not, I really. I got big to the worm end. Is, it was like <laughs> not big worms after me. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. I was literally smoky. Like, uh, I think I gave them niggas too much. <laughs> it's my book bag. I, I'm supposed to have something else in the bag. It ain't That's what there. you got for having a fucking twelve year old run a uh, <laughs> literally twelve nigga. <laughs> a fucking shout out to Roosevelt Middle School, nigga. Like, I was getting it in. Shout out to Bobian. <laughs> like I'm twelve. I can't even fucking count like that. Fam, like, <laughs> I was sitting there pinching. I had zero scale. I was like, uh, this feel like an eighth. On a, on a, a 30 year old man to leave a 12 year old in, <laughs> in, in charge of all the dope and all the all the drugs and the money. You're like, nigga, what? This is not this is not a good idea. My drug career literally lasted one day, nigga. I was in and out. Once that book bag was empty, I was like, I don't I don't need a re-up. And I think I owe you 20 bucks. I think you know, I'm not gonna say that. All right, so I Lucky met her, dog. What'd you think about that first interaction between the two of them? I thought Janet was being kind of whack, dog. I was like, I felt Lucky's reaction was real. Yeah. Like, he was like, man, fuck y'all. Like, yeah, because you ain't have to play me. Like, yeah. you could have just told me I don't want to talk. You ain't have to do the whole, you want to smell my punani? Yeah. And I hated the word punani, nigga. Oh, so that's supposed to be in breath? Like, I, I don't think that's what it means. No, that ain't what Foxy <laughs> Brown meant when she made up Il Nana. Yeah. But what's, what's so interesting is that, like, yo, Pac was a wild nigga in this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, like, this was 1991, too, for sure. Because you can't say a lot of the shit. That, Absolutely not. <laughs> like, Man, my favorite song that's not a song is, I need a gangster bitch all year. I want a gangster boogie with my gangster bitch. I was like, Pac. No, that's a, that's a real song? Yeah. <laughs> All I, it just sounded like some shit Pac would rap if I saw I Pac walking around. Ice Cube, I need a gangster bitch. I need a gangster bitch. But I think he was kind of like. I want a like, gangster bitch. Oh, he yeah, pocked it. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that's why I ain't catch it. But I fucking enjoyed it, dog. You know what you was remember, the. Remember, uh, I don't even, I need a gangster bitch with my gangster boogie. Like, it was a. I, I do. Okay. Okay. You jogging. It just sounded different, nigga. And it felt like, all right, Pac just really just rapping about gangster bitches. Fuck a lot it. of bitches thrown out. Fam. He called Joe Torrey a bitch. <laughs> Yo, throwing that nigga Chicago brush was one of the all-time funny. First of all, that's the worst fight scene ever recorded. I never want Pac and Joe Torrey to fight ever again in my life, dog. Yo, what's so funny is, uh, like, at the apartment with okay. Tone Loke. Oh, yeah. Right. Salute to Tone Loke. I thought this was a, such a great fucking scene. It was amazing. From the minute Tone Loke jumped on the screen. It was so, such an amazing screen because, in a, a scene because they told us everything without telling us anything. Yep. 50 Cent, pay attention. We don't need a nigga talking and giving me the background. We had no idea what their relationship was. None. He said, oh, she called me daddy anyway. What? And then through... And like I was offended at first, and then I wasn't, and then I was and like, he was like, I oh, get nigga, it. no, this this your child, this your child, and they both came up. I'm like, oh, everything always made. So I'm like, okay, because at, at first you think like, whoa, is that the new boyfriend? And yeah. now you just cool with the new boyfriend? Like that's kind of weird, but like it made sense, bro. I literally was watching this scene, and I was like, 
why didn't Tone Lope get like way more acting jobs, nigga? This nigga killed this role, bro. Like that nigga just felt so natural in the so to the point we made about Pac. Most of these niggas, Tone Lope, Tupac, even Regina King, all of them just felt natural, dog. Yeah. Like these didn't feel like characters. They felt like people. I feel like I didn't, I didn't feel like they were acting. It was some moments yeah, something yeah, like, yo, this was acting. Yeah, but um, like I feel like Joe Torrey really is irritating, nigga. Or at least he was back then, nigga. I feel like that's Tom- a guy Tory. I met Guy Tory. He's a cool guy, man. I've heard that. I, I know a couple niggas who've met Guy Tory and said like one a couple of the comedian homies, their careers didn't pan out. You can follow them niggas on their regular page on the gram, but they told me Guy Tory was cool as shit. Cool nigga, man. Um Tone Loke in this scene when Pac walked up, it was literally like some OG shit at first. And then when you realize, no, we just have the same baby mom, nigga, but we cool as fuck. And they stumped that nigga out. Stumped. Uh, shout out to um Reggie. I cannot think of his name. He played. He was Moesha uncle. He was in a bunch of shit. You would know this nigga name or this nigga face if you saw him, but he he passed. He was one of the people from Moesha that died when they be like, everybody off Moesha died and shit. Oh, Tadao. Tadao, yeah. That's exactly who that was. Shout yeah. out to him. He got stomped the fuck out in this movie. Nigga. I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah. That was cleaning up when I was watching. So you know what I did realize that the baby mom couldn't have been from deeper in West Baltimore, nigga. Her accent was so thick. Where did y'all find her dog? Those Tupac friends, probably. <laughs> Facts. It had to be. She went to school with him and Jada because this nigga was not from L.A., dog. But I loved. So I thought I put this together in this movie. In um, Boys in the Hood with Lawrence Fishburne, John Singleton came out the gate showing fathers who wanted their children. Mm -hmm. Single dad. I'm not with the mom, but I want my child, dog. And I thought that was a really fucking dope thing to to consider at this stage, especially. Because they were saying it was the opposite. Bro, in 93, we wasn't. So that's something uh, for the homie Rob Silver. That's something we for sure weren't seeing. I wonder how many. There's no way you can ever figure this out. Mm-hmm. But I wonder when the crack academic happened, was it more men or more women on crack? Mm. Because my understanding is specifically for like the Black Panthers, because they introduced crack to destroy the Black Panthers and mm-hmm. the whole movement. They shot and put all the men in jail and got yeah. all the moms strung on dope. Yeah. So that the next generation would be fucked who, up. The next generation who wanted to be a part of something, they didn't they couldn't join the Panthers, so they enjoined the Crips and the Bloods. Yeah. Um and that, that destroyed the whole yeah. generation. But like I wonder how many men versus women were on on I mean, there's literally no way to, to No, nah, you can't calculate it, dog. But when you when you hear the word crackhead, do you think man or woman? I immediately go man. Me too. But it's probably because the crackheads I've known in life have all been men. Like, like I don't, I don't all think, like t- personally known. There's only been one TV crackhead that was a woman. That was Felicia. Felicia the was other, the most famous TV crackhead. For all sure. the other TV crackheads are men. So she did a great job at being a crack addict or a drug addict because it was heroin in this movie. But this is just my own mind. The mom. The, no, this was crack. They no, 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 no. Not in this. Oh. Um, uh, the mom in what's the movie with Wesley Snipes where he played Romello? Sugar Hill. Okay. The mom in Sugar Hill died from the heroin overdose. Mm. And she was strung out. And then they dad played by the late great uh god damn it, he just recently passed, dog. Uh shit. Tales from the hood. 
Yeah. Played by him. He played it that he died from the heroin overdose later in the movie. Original Bumpy Johnson. Yeah, man. But uh, no, you're right. We don't see a lot of women. So I think that's what made a character like Mel on Snowfall stand out, right? Or Wanda, because we don't see a lot of women crack addicts on the screen, bro. I just thought about something. How do you think Pac took that role knowing what his mom went through? Mm. And he was the baby who was around crack. Yeah. Uh, I think Pac looks drugs. at I think Pac looks at shit. So you got the scene where he's telling his baby mom, like, stop freebasing, right? Before they jump dog. I think shit like that is why that's an important scene for Pac for yeah. Pac. Like it's impactful because nigga, I know what this really do, dog. And we was also, this is 91 when they started writing this, 92 when they filmed it, 93 when it dropped. Nigga, this is prime. Crack is social, but this is prime social conscience Pac. Yeah. This is when he was at that level. We hadn't got the turned up Pac all the way yet. No. Like, so if you guys just go on YouTube and type in Pac speech, mm-hmm. this is when he was at the, in Atlanta mm-hmm. at the Black College Expo or whatever with uh, Khaled Muhammad. And yep. He did a whole bunch of speeches when he was 21 years old and 22 yeah. years old. So this is probably... While they filming and shit, yeah. he was like, I, like y'all dropped a ball. He, he was turned up, but he was yeah. turned up on a different. He was turned up, socially conscious turned up. Yeah. Like, I'm hype about the community being better and black black people being more powerful. And he just got angry yeah. after he left prison. Yeah. Because he was like, from what him saying, is like, I can't believe that y'all think that I would do that to a woman. Yeah. And y'all and y'all embarrassed me, and it like I can't believe he's like you'll never get a a Brenda's got a baby, yeah. Or you'll never get a dear mama. Like how do you how do you how would you think that? Why would you think that I did that? To the to the the point he made in that clip we played earlier about Janet playing her number or uh, changing her number, and him saying like, "Yo, I thought I really gained a friend." Any story you ever heard from niggas who knew Pac? First thing they're gonna tell you is women loved Tupac because Tupac loved women. He loved black women. He loved he just loved women, dog. So it was like I could see him thinking like, "Yo, like me and Janet really bonded." Me, That's my dog. And then being kind of thrown off by the fact like, "Yo, she changed her number on me, dog." Like, I mean, I'm fucking with. I got Madonna. I got yeah, Jane like guy, bro, I like I have all these amazing women in my life, and I thought I just like, "Yo, Janet Jackson is my friend now." And then, oh shit, she kind of dipped on me the minute we stopped filming. Dog, kind of fucked up because I could see that. Because to your point about the, the the rape allegations, is nigga, I would never do that. Like, I literally love y'all, dog. That ain't my style whatsoever. That's one of them things where it's like to accuse me of that is offensive, nigga. Um, when he met Justice and he tried to holler at her. Yo, Pac is the only nigga, only person they believe that that uh, people believe didn't do what they what they accuse him of. Don't yeah, nobody, anybody else you can make a case for. It. Nobody ever says well, you know Pac did this. Like no one believes yeah. that shit. Like all the granted, a close second for me personally is Mike Tyson, and it's only because of the court case. Like yeah. it was so wild. Some of the facts, like he gave her head for thirty minutes. It's like, all right, I, I don't Mike know. Tyson. Uh, um, and I tell you why I believe Mike Tyson. Yeah, because in the interview he said, uh, you know, Mike Tyson don't really hold nothing back. He's a different type of ever, person. ever. He said, I have done some some vile shit to people. Yeah, he said I have basically exploded an old woman's face um, on the elevator coming in for groceries. He said, Yeah. I'm never gonna admit to doing this shit because I didn't do it. They even allowed. They said we can. We'll let you out of prison right now. He said, but I was sitting here 
for the evil shit that I did do mm-hmm. that I did not get caught for. Yeah. But I, you are not getting me to say I did that. I will tell you what all the shit that I did, but I didn't do that, and I'm not going to say. When he was in prison, he could have yeah. got out early. Damn, that's why so many niggas don't make parole. Because when you make parole, literally you have to either serve your time or sit in front of the parole board and say, I did it. And- I did it and learned my lesson. And if you didn't do it, it's a prideful nigga out there who's not going to stand there and tell you, I admit it, that I did this. I didn't do it. Um, Pac, with the baby mama scene, when he took his daughter, I thought the shit was powerful. Also thought it was like a dope little message, like, stop doing dope. That was fun. But then I also <laughs> thought it was a dope little message, like, yo, baby dads can get along and stomp a nigga out. Right. <laughs> like, it was like all these little, like. Do but baby then, dads be having beef? I don't know. Because uh, I've never heard of a baby dad having beef. I don't see. But I, I feel like with baby dads, if you got more than one baby dad, I feel like not all of them be around. Like one of them mm-hmm. be present and one be missing in action. Because the one who's present took over the fatherhood and the responsibilities. Which, so I hate having this conversation, right? Because I don't, I don't want it to sound like it's on a woman. You have a child. Dads, take care of your fucking child. Don't let a woman tell you. Don't let the court tell you what you can do. Take care of your fucking child. But I don't like when more is required of the current nigga than the nigga who you had the first kid with or the first kids with. Because, like, no, make him still be a father because this is – Tone Loke is still a father to his son in this this scene. Pac is still a father to his daughter. They can get along because they both present. Yeah. If one of them – if I say, oh, well, Pac takes care – or Tone Loke takes care of both of them so I don't need Pac around – Nigga, he not going to be around if you let him off the hook, dog. Thanks. I got one of my mans, his his baby mom's first dude isn't around. But he helped out with the kids. So it's like, all right, well, shit. Nigga, I don't need dog to be around. And it's just like, that don't work, man. Like, let that relationship develop between them grown men. But to your question, I don't think baby daddy drama exists in the same manner that baby mama drama might exist, dog. So what was this movie about? So when I read that it was about her path after she decided not to go to college, I didn't know what the fuck this shit was about. Then I thought about it and I said, yo, this is a road trip film. So what's so funny is the name of this movie is Poetic Justice, but I never <sighs> in, t- in my life thought this movie was about Janet Jackson. I always thought it was about Pop. So, bro, hold up, wait. Go go into that but while I pull this But it's clearly about up. Janet Jackson. Facts. But facts. I always thought it was about Pop. Hold up, fam. I got something for you, dog. I did not know. So it's poetic justice. We all know it's after witnessing the murder of her first and only boyfriend, young justice decides to forget about college and become a South Central Los Angeles hairdresser. Avoiding friends, the only way for her to cope with her depression is by composing beautiful poetry. On her way to a convention in Oakland, she's forced to ride with an independent-minded postal worker with whom she has not gotten along with in the past. After arguments between them and their friends, they learn that they may be able to love again. Here's what I fucking learned doing research for this movie. That was not the synopsis for Poetic Justice originally, dog. Let me pull these fucking notes up. Hold up. So originally, where is this shit at? Hold Revisionist on, hold on. history. Originally, this shit was about. God damn it. Where is this shit at? Where I know I wrote this down. Hi, here we go. John Singleton's original idea for Poetic Justice was for it to be an army film because he was upset in real life that a friend of his was sent to fight in the Persian War. 
um, or the Persian Gulf, pardon me. It was going to be about a young GI's wife, whose name was Justice, who married a guy who was recruited from South Central L.A., and then he would go off to live on an army base in Japan or the Philippines, somewhere in the Northwest. The man would spend all his money on his truck and not supporting his family. He'd eventually get mad at one of the CEOs at his job, end up punching him and get sent to jail. Justice, his wife, would send him poems while he was locked up and she'd give she'd have many babies but didn't have money. The idea of Justice working at a hair salon came in John's original idea. He ended up not going with this idea because Thank he God. didn't want to do an extensive research on living, living on an army base. But the whole idea of justice and poetic just, I thought about it. It was originally named this shit for a whole nother idea. Yeah, this is poetic justice. Yeah. Like, it, so then it became what we saw. And to your point, thank God, because that sounds like it would have been a horrible movie. Um, shout out to John for not doing that. But I thought that the way we were introduced to all the characters, like it just, it felt like you was meeting real fucking people from back in the day. Um, you got the hood friend, Regina King doing her thing. Shout out to her. Um, and salute to the love. She always shows John for giving her the fucking break that she got with these first two movies, boys in the hood and poetic justice. That broke her typecast. For yeah. Sure. It, it this, for sure. This did. role broke her typecast for sure. Yeah, man. And, um, we also saw I could appreciate uh, Doughboy and Ricky Mama from Boys in the Hood in a different role. I own this shop. I'm not struggling. I have money. Shout out to the Detroit native Keith Washington in this motherfucker mm -hmm. doing hair for no reason. I don't know why they had that nigga in there. And uh, Light Skin Dog yeah. from all the Spike Lee shit, man. Um, it was great casting in this film. There's been uh, LBGTQ representation in movies for a long yeah. time. Yeah, yep, yep. And... It was subtle, though. And I think... That, but no, this was very subtle. Subtle in a way that it wasn't... You weren't telling me throughout the film. Like, like if you think about Low Down, Dirty Shame. Yeah. Like, all these movies... Wayman, all, but, like, they weren't constantly... They let the character be the character. Yeah. That's it didn't what seem I mean. like it was yeah. a focal point. It was, like, a political statement. It was just, this is who this is. That's what I mean. Is. Yeah, like, this nigga is who he is, dog. And I'm like, dog, light-skinned dog. I'm like, nigga... <laughs> He might just be that way. You'll never find blown, 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 blown a hairline like mine. Your that, shit is fucked up. That nigga said it was all state safety at whatever fucking high school. I will line you. I was like, Keith Washington, you gonna let that nigga talk to you like that? Tell that nigga you were singing that cast, nigga. <laughs> Fuck. Um. All right, let's get to the scene. So. Pac works at the post office. He goes to see Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey tells him, yo, I'm going to Oakland for a run, nigga. You want to make it? For sure. I can go up there and see my cousin Khalil. We can work on some music. We getting paid. It's all good. At the same time, Janet was going to Oakland for the hair show. She was going to drive by herself. She ain't want to ride with none of the motherfuckers from the shop. She do her own thing. She a loner. She wear black. Since uh, What's his name? Q-Tip got killed. She don't really fuck with people like that. But then she get ready to dip. And her car is fucked up. Got a call. Aisha. Hey, you still going to Oakland with your man, Chicago? Yup, we'll come pick you up. Janet don't know. This nigga Lucky's driving a fucking truck, dog. They would already had their words up at the salon. So it's a tense ride from the beginning. Because Chicago and Aisha go in the back, lead them up there to get acquainted. They hate each other. Pac hit her with some very normal questions up front. I wasn't mad, nigga. Why you so mean? 
Like, what you got so to be so mad about? I'm fairly sure. Women don't like when they get asked why they mean on yeah, that. That's, that's that's a that's not that's true. a trigger. This was the first time we realized that was a trigger, nigga. That's the that's the equivalent to smile. Whew. You know, don't tell no woman to smile, dog. And I don't say that as like no, they just really no, they don't like being yeah. told to smile, nigga. If I don't want to smile, I'm not going to. Um, but Pac did that shit, and then all hell broke loose. She wasn't saying nothing. Oh, you one of them angry bitches, huh? A feminist. Went directly to the, let me, let me make, so essentially, I'm talking to you. You're not responding. You hurt my yep. feelings. Let you me say something bitch. to hurt to your feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call you a bitch. And this is the, now bitches damn near endearment, depending on who say it. But back then, calling a black woman a bitch. Who you calling a bitch? It was literally war, dog. It was over for you, bro. It was a wrap. So he did that. They got into it. Shit was not going great so far on the road trip. They went to the store, had the little lighthearted moment. He, oh, shit. Pac told her to get out. Or she got out, grabbed her bags. I laughed at her walking down the street with that duffel or walking down the highway. That shit was funny as hell. Um, and then it started to lighten up. Uh, like It took a while. The Johnson family reunion. The Johnson family reunion, dog. He knows the music in the background. Was this a family reunion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that today watching it on the rewatch. What else I noticed was this was the beginning. Cutting Pete. Cutting Pete. This is the beginning of niggas saying that, nigga. Like, cousin. Like, it was per. This is when I also saw, like, Pac was in his bag, nigga. Yeah. Like, he was really acting. He was doing a great job. They go to the family reunion. They smell the barbecue. We got to get a plate. Because in real life, don't nobody know who people are at the family reunion. No, not at all. So if I walk up and say I'm y'all cousin, nigga. I'm like, oh, I'm a. Um, here's I'm a, the thing. I'm Tiffany boyfriend. I might not even say nothing. I'd have just walked up and made a plate. Act like we supposed to be there, nigga. Why are y'all talking to Maya Angelou, bro? Yeah. But they went there, and then the tension sort of shifted because Janet and Pac started having a little bit more convo. Why was she so adamant about not dating a nigga with a kid? She was acting like that was the HIV, nigga. Because at the time, that was the stereotype or the the stigma. I don't know. Yeah, she was very like. You probably got a kid. Well, yeah. Been fucking since the beginning of time. I'm so. like, uh, yeah, it's mad humans on earth. I might. Nigga. How you got here? Yeah, like you was a kid at one point too, nigga. But they were starting to talk more. Like, and she was, you know, she was clowning the nigga about his fingernails being dirty. This is also the movie that made me realize my nails got to be clean because women be That's looking. Culture, bro. This is all cultural impact. Um, but then we also saw the shift in the dynamic between Aisha and Chicago, right? They had been in love on some cool, like, jokey-jokey talking shit, but it was also like, we clearly fucking like each other. And then at the reunion, she had been drinking, that liquor started getting to her, she goes and talks to another dude. Well, he came up to talk to her while Pac in Chicago and all the niggas was playing cards. He saw it. Now we got a scrap. He go over there and wrestles with Dog. They get back in the car, and now... I'm never coming fight. Because you're talking to my Well I don't know Never. I mean that. at a fake family reunion I don't know who you're talking to I don't know what's going on nigga Who am I playing cards with I don't want to assume But when that happened Chicago went up there Why was this nigga's name Chicago I don't know He went over there Got into it with old boy Got into it with, with Aisha They get back in the mail truck They dip Nigga don't got one wave At all He brushed his hair all day But he was only brushing the faded part Like you brushing the back you have a high top fade. What are you brushing? <laughs> I'm confused. But they get into the truck. They get into it. Then they fuck. It was random. Like two minutes. Two minutes. He nutted quick. Oh no no no! Before they fuck, they went to the uh, 
to the African Festival. This is actually when the energy really shifted, right? Now Justice and Lucky starting to get to know each other a little bit better. Aisha and Chicago getting into it. They both getting agitated. Yo, Lucky, I'm tired of walking around. Fuck is we doing? Da da da. You only trying to appease that bitch. Like, what is it's getting wild, dog. Funny what you what you allow people to say. Man. What you will say and what you allow people to say. Facts. Well, now that I like her, nigga. She I'm can't only, be a bitch. I'm the only one calling her a bitch. I called her a bitch <laughs> one hour ago, nigga. And now I am so upset. <laughs> Yo, the funniest shit, I want everybody to rewatch this scene at the African Festival, dog. When they are walking through and all of them are having, like, their individual thoughts. Yeah. My nigga, I cried at this nigga Pac thoughts. That nigga Pac say, she do got a nice little body. Shit, I need to go ahead and fuck with her, see what that booty do. <laughs> I wonder what my cousin Khalil doing. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I was crying, dog. Because I was like, Pac, the transition was extreme. That's how your brain worked, though. You know it is. Saying? And it was like, real, dog. like, damn, one fuck. Shout out her. Lasagna. Yeah, <laughs> like. Because I've been thinking about lasagna. I ain't had no lasagna day. all day. This I, is your third mention of I'm lasagna like, on the spot. I, I really want some lasagna, by the way. Um, so then when they when they get back in the truck, that's when they get tense. Aisha and fucking Chicago fuck. He nuts quick. She calls that nigga a fucking quick pumper. He gets offended. They get to arguing. Pop pulls over. They get out the car. Yo, she went too far, though, does she? She didn't have to tell her nigga she was fucking another dude. Like, all the other shit you hoeing him in person, like... She hold him by his fucking muscles. Like, what you think? You the shit? Because you work out? Nigga, you ain't buff. <laughs> <laughs> that shit hurt, nigga. <laughs> Yo, she said that shit like a death. Nigga, you ain't buff. Dog. What, you on steroids? Bro, I literally was in my fucking... In the basement, and I, I grabbed my stomach. Like, ooh, why she do that? And but then... She said you on steroids. Then said that's probably why your dick don't work. It was like, all right. But all that shit was cool, quote unquote. Yeah. Until he was like, that's why I'm fucking somebody else. And then that nigga, he gave her that look. I tried to give you one last. Yeah, she started going a little hard. Not saying that's an excuse. Now this because he was a bitch for hitting her. While she was telling uh, Justice about how she be rationing it out. Yeah, yeah. he lied to Pac like nigga. Why the fuck is you giving her money? He, yeah, so he he's I'm, super embarrassed. Yeah, because wow, these niggas is really seeing that I ain't have it the way I was telling them I had it. He hits her, bust her lip. That's tragic. Don't hit her. Then she starts smacking him up, you know, woo, woo, woo. He hit her again. Nigga probably like, man, that ain't my business. Justice like, you ain't going to go help? Man, that's a problem. Nigga, that is not my business. That I'm not upset at. I'm not upset when it's strangers. When it's your man, go get your man, dog. Like, he, you probably know he not going to pull out and shoot you, nigga. Go get your man. But then Justice ran out there because this is my friend, and I'm not going to let her get knocked out by this, nigga. She go out there. Kick that nigga in the nuts. He turned around and wrestled with her to the ground. Now Pac is offended, nigga. So, <sighs> what do you think about this? Do you leave your mans out there? If he my man, no. But then them niggas, when they was kind of arguing earlier, yeah. and Janet was like, I thought y'all was friends. I just work with that nigga. So it was like, all right, is that really your man, or is he your nigga who you cool with at work? Yeah, y'all work friends, or like... Because it's a difference, right? So I took him letting that nigga walk your, back, walk your black ass 15 miles to Oakland. That was a shorter distance than it looked, because they looked like they was in the middle of nowhere, nigga. 15, walking 15, 15 miles 15 is miles? a... No, that's a long walk. I'm not telling you when that. When I walk, it take me about... Roughly 18 to 20 minutes walking at a regular pace. Bro. 
walked a mile. But when you think about being from Michigan, when you think about being in an area where it's mountains and water, you're not 15 miles away from anything, especially a major city like Oakland. I'm like, oh, shit, he might could actually make this work. Because looking at that fucking background, I thought, all right, this nigga's he not getting to Oakland no time soon. They left this nigga in the desert, as far as I'm concerned. But you got to leave your man when he not really a man. And I don't think that this was really his man. I think this was just, again, the work for him. We going out to Oakland. We get money for these little trips. We cool at work. It's either be cool with you or be cool with the Mexican dude. You know what? You my nigga, dog. We we getting in. You a kind of funny nigga. You cool. I know your lady. It'll work. We can figure it out. But I don't think that was his man, man, for real. And then um, I'm still like leaving a nigga out there stranded, dog. Because now once you get there to Oakland, then what you gonna do? Yeah. How and you then- get back? Well, speaking of that, they get to fucking Oakland. And first of all, this was Joe Torrey run. If I'm Joe Torrey, I'm calling, if I'm Chicago, I'm calling whoever this was. I'm calling Michael Rappaport and telling him. Somebody stole my car, nigga. Hey, man, if somebody come deliver this shit, that's not me, nigga. Like, fuck out of here, dog. You not getting paid for my run, nigga. Because, nigga, Michael Rappaport even said it. Like, I thought it'd be two of y'all. Nah, it's just me. Give me my half my money, bro. Like, this is my truck. So they get out there. He go through the drop-off, whatever. Then they go to his cousin crib. Kind of weird they went straight toward the cousin crib and not him dropping off Janet Jackson and them because, like, you was keeping her and Aisha with you. <laughs> they was going to their own thing, so it wasn't like they came to meet your family and shit. But he get out there. They pull up. It's police and ambulance on the scene and shit. Oh, shit, what's going on? He hop up out the fucking mail truck, run up, see his auntie crying. Cousin laid out on the stretcher. Khalil then got shot. Damn. California was wild back in the day. Like, Detroit is wild. We know that. But it's the wilds be different, dog. Like, nigga, I can't even get to Oak. I just talked to you earlier, told you I was coming. Nigga, now, by the time I get there, you dead, bro. He pulled up, saw his cousin fucked up. Shout out to Maya Campbell playing the little cousin. She was in there. Um... But the fucked up part was how he responded to Jen. And I get it. That's what's it was wrong. emotion. So side, so side. It was though, emotion. I just heard a story mm-hmm. month, month and a half ago mm-hmm. um, about Pac in that last scene, mm-hmm. the breakfast scene. In fact, okay. I think it was yeah. Pac. I, I forget who was telling the story. Uh-huh. I damn, I want to say it was Pac. But he was going back and forth. He didn't want to do that scene. Mm. He didn't want to come. He didn't want to fly back to do that scene at all. He was super pissed. He was screaming at the staff. Yeah. Like it, but they made it a, a, a thing. And then he came through and he like one take that that whole scene in the yeah. kitchen. But he did a good job. And That's dope. Up, he had to, I think they had to come back and do some reshoots or some shit. And he didn't want to do it like at all. And it was yeah. like a big, a big thing. And he was screaming on niggas and shit. Something else I learned, uh, speaking of us, when we was talking about socially conscious pot during this time. Yeah. He actually left like when they were about to start filming. He left to go protest mm. after the riots. And then John Singleton basically told him, do what you want. Dog. Just be back. Like, we have to film. And like, you have scenes. We can work around you. But you have a lot of shit to film. And they said Pac came back. But they was like, that nigga left for a minute. Maybe that's why he protest. didn't want to come back. Maybe. Maybe. Because now I'm deep in this shit, yeah. dog. Um, but 
he got his cousin's equipment. He was going to continue living his cousin's dream and working on that music, dog. I thought it was a dope little ode to to Oakland, too, since that's where Pac was. I, I definitely didn't like the scene where I thought this was a whack scene when he was like, he just jumped up and was like. When he told her it was her fault. Yeah, that was kind of. Yeah, if we would have got here on time, none of this shit would ever happen. Fam, it's Oakland. You might have gotten shot. I'm when y'all saying, got there. I didn't like the acting I didn't, in that scene. I didn't like the acting, but I also didn't like the conclusion that this is your fault. Nigga, you stopped on the beach after the fight with Joe Torrey by yourself, nigga, and y'all kicked it on the blanket. But, but I was trying to get on this whole time. So nigga, I want to fuck it. around with Damn, you. Let Aisha go to sleep and let's drive, nigga. Listen, man, when some shit happened and you was involved in it, you think that shit's your fault. Yeah, yeah. I've been and, there. Not only that, dog, when when something tragic like this happens, dog, you're going to like so act emotionally. And that's what he was doing. When me and Dan got robbed, uh-huh. and he ended up getting shot. Like that shit was his Show fault. It was my fault. Show fault. Nigga, I was out there with some too much fucking gold on. Facts. Niggas robbed me for that. And this shit wouldn't have happened if, if it wasn't. So no. I live I still live with this shit, but yeah. <laughs> uh but like Nigga. it was my fault. Fam, I I'm not. I'm not responsible for another. I, I can't make a, a criminal try to rob and shoot somebody. Yeah. But like, like if I wouldn't have did, it's always a, what. What if I wouldn't have did this? I wouldn't yeah. did that. I would. I wouldn't have called. I was going somewhere. I would. I didn't have no purpose going. Yeah. And I had to blow off some time, so I called, I'm gonna even pull up on Dan and shit. We kick like in my brain. It was like, yo, if I didn't do your this, fault. Yeah. And that's and here's the thing. It's an irrational way of thinking, right? Like internalizing because nigga, when my sister passed and when my cousin, I have a cousin who I grew up with like my sister. Both of them have passed. When both of them passed, I talked to them like the day before or two days before they died, right? Both times I rushed off the phone quick and said I'll call y'all back. They died from natural shit, like nothing I could have prevented. But you still hold on. Like, what if I just called them back? What was I going to do, nigga, in real life? What would you have done if they robbed y'all and you didn't have to go on? Like, you still would have figured out a way to make this your fault in your head. So I know where Pac was at. But also think, like, man, that's fucked up. Because she really was just trying to console that nigga, dog. And it's like... She had started to let her guard down, and and we know that her guard had been up for however many years had gone by since Markel got killed, and then Pac just hit her with the immediate blame and walk away, nigga. Like, you drove off. That's fucked up. Because she also like you, right? So I'm worried about you, nigga. And you just dipped on me, dog. And to your point about the acting, I ain't like her face. When he stood up, because he kind of jumped up immediately. I'm like, that was kind of abrupt. She looked real stank. I ain't like it. But I get it. I just didn't like it. Um, I did think there was missing scenes because y'all shouldn't be this much connected and y'all ain't do shit but talk and kiss like once. Yeah. Um, There were a bunch of scenes that got cut out of this movie. Some of them not even included in the deleted scenes on the DVD, which I have. I read about these scenes. They had a lot of scenes that kind of discussed her depression about her mom dying. So like about alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they there was a scene right on that. The scene where she's telling Regina King or Aisha, yo, you just like my goddamn mama. There was a flashback film of her finding her mama fucked up and dead. There was another flashback of her with her grandma who ended up raising her, telling her some life lessons and shit. They didn't include any of that. Because that would have made the film more about her. Yeah, yeah. And I, they, they, they may they could have worked. It could have worked. Um, They said originally the first cut of this film that John Singleton thought was like, 
edited and done and ready to go was two hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> they was like, the studio was like, no, nah, I need you to, uh, let me holler at you real quick. I need you to cut some of this out. Niggas in the same play for two hours and 45 minutes? Yeah, no, that's never going to happen. They're going to shoot this bitch up. Yeah, no, nigga, that's not going to happen, dog. Um, So then after the whole shit with the cousin, he gets the equipment. He goes back to L.A. She does the hair show. They go back to L.A. I don't think Aisha ever got Dookie and Monster to go kill Chicago, but you never know. And then Pac pulls up to the fucking salon with his daughter, man. Hey, that's a cheat code right there. Bring your daughter. Makes it a lot you know, easier, I nigga. It was mad, weird, uncomfortable. What? They they just start kissing right in front of the daughter, bro. Like you, like you're holding her, like, nigga. Put her down at least. <laughs> like yo, this shit is mad, uncomfortable. And she was just staring, like it's like I'm uh, asking her, girl, like what you think when they was doing that in front of you? Like because like, they was right there, nigga. That nigga Pac is literally holding you, man. And uh, he came in there with the daughter, introduced her. He apologized, cleaned his nails, nigga. Shout out to getting a manicure, dog. And then she did the daughter hair. And life was good, man. All in all, this was a very fucking enjoyable film to rewatch as an adult. I forgot, I forgot how this movie ended. I didn't realize it ended on that happy note, yeah. which was like dope. Like, because again, talking about that era, that wasn't always the case, dog. A lot of these dramas for black people didn't end happily. You know? Like, Menace didn't end happily. <laughs> I was not happy at the end of Menace. This one, I was like, you know what? That wasn't bad, dog. That shit was all right. The acting in the film is a lot better than I remembered, especially by Pac and Janet. The chemistry, again, it was palpable, dog. Um, Janet looks great in this movie, by the way. Yeah, Janet was cold. This was natural Janet. This was, and my nose ain't been done yet. My body is my body. Her body was always great anyway, just from being a dancer and all that shit. And this was like, this was Janet, nigga. This was the Janet that was like superstar level, dog. And I, I thought this was a really dope movie. I'm still questioning why they got the New Yorkish nigga ever to play her boyfriend in Q-Tip. Like, you couldn't have grabbed a more New York nigga, but it is what it is. Awesome fucking second film, dog. This was a great follow-up from Boys in the Hood. You come out with an Academy Award nominee. You followed up with Poetic Justice, dog. John Singleton, dog. One of the greatest fucking runs ever, nigga. Period, man. Um, Last note real quick before we get out of here. I saw a screening, and I'm not going to talk this much about it because uh, I did sign an NDA, and I don't know who listened to this pod, but Spooked That Sat By The Door television series. Mm. I saw the pilot. I, I watched the, the original movie a week ago. Yeah, I was a part of the uh, the test group for the pilot. Uh, Daniel from Insecure is playing the lead. Um, a lot of, I actually knew. It's a TV series? TV series is coming. They did not tell us what network. Uh, but that's some Netflix shit. I don't or know. I think it might be coming to Stars or Showtime. Oh, that type. Of I shit. think so. Um, it it was a lot of like, what network would you imagine this show would be on after we watched it and shit? Um, but they wouldn't even like going in. I didn't know what I was about to watch, nigga. They kept it hush till you hit play. That shit. I, I've I've done that shit. I was a, as a child. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sitcoms that never came out. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. I knew this was coming, and I knew he was the lead. I read that shit on uh. One of them black Aren't they shits. doing a movie, though? No, it's this. It's the show. I thought it was a movie coming. No, it's this. Um, I'll tell you what, though. The pilot, I gave my, my critiques about the pacing. I felt like it jumped a little more than it needed to. Like, yo, explain that. Like, I don't want to just, like, go from here to there. This could be a really good show. Um, if, if the pilot was an indication, because I'm not too, like, 
critical of pilots, but if that was an indication of where they are going, this can be a really good show, dog. So Spook that sat by the door. I don't know when they intend on dropping it, but I randomly watched the, it's coming. The movie from the seventies the other day. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it. like always been on YouTube because yeah, that's last, why. I, that's why initially that's where I watched it. it. Yeah. That and Watermelon Man. Mm. Watermelon Man is wow. some shit, man. You want to talk about something I ain't heard about in a long ass time, bro? White man woke up black. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like we mentioned Watermelon Man on one of our yeah. pods. I don't remember when, but I, we talked about it. Watermelon, these three movies I saw, they was born like in the 70s. Okay. I watched them relatively close to each other. Yeah. The Spook Who Sat By the Door. Yeah. Watermelon Man. Yeah. And the movie Network. Network. The movie Network was like 1976. I swear to God. There is a section of this movie that you would think was made in 2021. Mm. It is 100% right now. Mm. It is spooky. Interesting, dog. Yeah. I, I'm going well, to find the, the longer clip. I sent it to yeah, you. Yeah. You threw me off with Watermelon Man, dog. That's a great I, movie. That's man. a phenomenal movie, dog. And I know we talked about it on here at one point, but. I damn near want. We should do a. We can, say it's a throwback. A we can say it's a throwback review, but I'm fairly sure y'all have never seen it. No, nah, most niggas have not seen Watermelon Man. Yeah. And if it's a throwback, that's a throwback throwback, yeah. nigga. But, hey, man, y'all let us know what y'all thought, not just about Poetic Justice, but about the pod. Also, let us know all your Blackberry letter shit. Um, I might do more giveaways. I've been doing mad, like, screening shit and winning. I just haven't thought to give them away till Candyman popped up because we talked about it so much on here. I'll tell y'all niggas how Candyman was next week because I'm for sure going to see it uh, at some point this weekend, man. But till next week, dog, I'm Antwood. That's your host, Jay Johnson. This Week in Culture, episode 176, Poetic Justice. We out.